Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Take it away. Tell me about this man at the gas station. Hello, audience. I'm very riled up today, and you want to know why? Because all that I had the audacity to do was stop and get an energy drink before I came here so I could be caffeinated and tell jokes. Nobody likes Sleepy Bucket Snake. I thought that was your whole thing. It is. (laughs) Trying. I had a cold brew. I'm drinking an energy drink. It's probably part of why I'm riled. That was how you're all riled up. Stop to get a drink on the way here. The man, the cashier, I was being nice. He was being nice. Very normal interaction, it seemed. Yeah. Scanned my items, told me my total, asked me if I needed a bag. And then he was like, I like all your paintings, your tattoos. Yeah. And I was like, thank you. You know. Yeah. I usually just say thank you. Right. Keep going. Yeah. And then he starts like, he said like, oh yeah, I can tell like each one tells a story. And I was using my right arm to like put in my card you know and and hit the buttons and stuff and Uh so he's looking at all the tattoos on my right arm yeah and he's like oh i see i see there's a cat and there's a and he started like trying to describe my tattoos and i'm like first of all why does it take so long to pay for things (laughs) (laughs) it's 2021 this should be instantaneous there's like 15 questions to get through before i'm like just take the four (laughs) dollars i don't need to answer all these questions what's your mood today like well it's getting worse is there a sliding scale yeah so he gets done looking at my right arm and he tries the way i'm standing he can't really see my left arm and he's like oh what's what's over there what's on that side and starts trying to like look around and then he goes let me see your legs oh my god and i looked up from my questionnaire (laughs) and i was like sir I am not a museum. <laughs> and he goes, oh, you're, uh, you're, and I said, I'm a person. I'm just trying to get through my day. <laughs> God. And that was when the little machine was like, do, do, do. Yes. Took my card. Goodbye. Like, Have a good day. <sighs> At the same time as this was happening, because he was like a, an older man and uh, a younger woman came from out yeah, in the back office or whatever. Yeah. And I like... <laughs> made eye contact with her after i said that yeah because i was like i bet you get it right i bet he's weird to you too yeah yeah god it's uh, just i could have like i have dealt with it so much right that i would have let it go until he said let me see your legs yeah is when i was like no buddy <laughs> right like i'm not, I, I don't do this for you this you is have not no right to no. any part of my body no not even to look at it nope and mm-hmm. when i got my car i was like damn it i should have asked him if he talks to men with tattoos this way right let I me see I your legs thought of it 
Yeah, some dude, when we were at the bar the other night and you guys had left, you know, Alex and I were just standing outside. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, this happened a billion times. Some guy drove by in the dark and was like, I like your tattoos. It's like, no, you fucking don't. Also, I don't care. Uh, yeah, I don't care. I, I literally have zero care about your opinion on my appearance. Don't care. And like, what what's what's your end game here, buddy? You, he kept going. Yeah. And like, but like, no, you don't. No, you don't like my tattoos. You have no idea what they look like. You are 30 feet away <laughs> in a moving vehicle at 1130 at night. Yeah. Like, and you, you have no idea. You and Alex both have like only leg tattoos that yeah. are mostly visible. So yeah. it's even like not. Yeah. Uh, you can't see anything. You can't see them. <laughs> you have no idea. They could be the most vile. <laughs> they could like, just be. I got them in a prison. Racist shit you've ever seen. <laughs> it's just Nazi tattoos from the hips down. Uh, and he's like, oh, hey. Clarification. They are not. They're Yeah, they're not. <laughs> they're very cute. And they're great. And you should like them. And you would like them if you saw them up close. But you didn't. You were driving past. I just don't understand why. And, you know, that is not just men. I get it from every... Right. Angle all the time of people screaming at me from long distances. Yeah. Being like, I like your tattoos! Like, you don't. Like, I don't. And I don't care. I just don't care. I don't know why you think I need this information. I I genuinely do not. It's truly what they are trying to say is, I like that you have tattoos, which is a weird thing to say to somebody. Because, I mean, if someone walks by me and is like, oh, I love your hair, I'm like, thank you. You know, that doesn't bother me. Yeah. And so, I don't know why it's different when someone's like, oh, I like your tattoos, or really what they mean is, I like that you have tattoos. Mm-hmm. I guess it's slightly better if they show interest in one particular one, and yeah. even then it's like, what is the setting? But if they're like, oh, that's cute, what is it? Right. That's very but different. it's just like, it's just being like, I like that you're tall. Be like, I don't, <laughs> okay. Yes. But uh, on the flip, yeah, anytime that someone's like, I love your hair, I'm like, ah, thank you. So... I don't know. I guess it was a creepy dude driving past me in a car. Yeah, somebody like, yelled. Like, Fuck off. Yeah, I don't I don't care. I don't need the information. The point is, keep it to yourself. <laughs> I don't know, you know, because yeah. also, it just really depends on who it's coming from and your intent. Yeah. Because, you know, compliments are nice. I don't, I don't need them. That's not a compliment. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't need them from strangers. I genuinely do not need a stranger to tell me that they like any part of my appearance ever well, at all. I don't care. I know you don't need it, but I mean, if people are <laughs> trying to, you know, just like spread positivity and they can spread positivity like not about your appearance. Sure, but they don't know you. That's fine. They can smile at me. I like your choice in energy drinks. You got good taste. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Doritos. Hell yeah. <laughs> I just have a nice day. Yeah. I you mean, know. It, yeah i just i don't like the especially from men yes usually when non-men do it it is genuine i don't like being screamed at because it's jarring and i'm having my own thoughts yeah i mean that's entirely like if we were not i don't care your gender if we're not scream at me already (laughs) engaged in a conversation yes like it's weird to be like hey i like this thing that you're doing like especially if you're far away and we're not going to continue a conversation or if you are in a moving vehicle. There's yeah. no way I'm ever going to speak to you again. I just don't. Keep it to yourself. I don't like 
what the suggestion is of this person is thinking about my body. Yeah. I don't want them to. Sure. I want them to think there is a human being next to me. I, you know, like I, I don't yeah. need to be observed all the time. Right. <laughs> I would like to think my thoughts right. alone. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, I saw a post this morning that was like, you know, if you think something nice about someone, like, and then you think twice about maybe about telling them, like, you should just tell them, like, you know, but it, it really depends on the context and the situation. Like, mm-hmm. I think that post was more geared towards, like, you Your know, friend. if it's a mutual follower on Tumblr and yes. you just thought, like, hey, I was just thinking about you and I hope you have a great day or, like, you're really funny or I love seeing you on my Tumblr dash. Yes. Yeah. But just let just let people get through their day. And I think, you can really be nice to people the... in other ways. Like, like if you're in line at the store yeah. and it's taking forever, you yeah. can, like, make a cheeky joke to the person next to you. Yeah. You know, like, you can interact with people. Right. right. But just... Just a lot of people. Strangers commenting on appearances is weird. Don't do it. Don't have anything to say. Then don't say anything. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. They just want to talk. I know. What is that like? All right. Okay. Just yelling into the void. What are they doing? (laughs) I got, I got, I got, like way too worked up. I'm sorry. Um, welcome to the show. (laughs) That was irony. Get it? Because we're just here talking. Yes, I know. I know. I I don't have anything to say. Welcome to the show. Sorry, everyone. I'm not sorry. No, don't be sorry. Maybe later when I hear this, I'll be like, wow, that was harsh. <laughs> this is the most awake I've ever sounded on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, the, actually, I paid that man to say things about you so that you would come in here hot. <laughs> so the show would be more interesting. Yeah. We've been getting a lot of complaints. I know you don't read the Twitter, but woof. <laughs> Meat wedge, great. Bucket snake? Somebody wake them up, please. <laughs> Uh, I'm Meat Wedge. I'm Bucket Snake. <laughs> I'm Matt. <laughs> <laughs> That's Bucket Snake. This is Replay Rewind. It's not a, this is not an opinion podcast. We were just, before we started recording, we were talking about maybe. This is genuinely. Maybe starting one. An opinion podcast. Well, I mean, it is. But it's usually something more specific. Yeah. Like movies that we haven't seen since we were kids. Do you like that segue? <laughs> yeah, that was really good. <laughs> and uh, we come on here. We try to remember what they're about. We then go watch it. Come back, tell you what it was about, talk through the plot, try mm-hmm. to be funny, mm-hmm. give you some trivia so you can impress your friends. Yep. That's the whole thing. That's it. That's all. That's it. That's all. Uh, I have a question for you Great. that maybe <laughs> is I'm ready. should not ask today. No, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm so ready. <laughs> Ooh, I've never been more ready in my life. How do you feel just about the concept of like revenge and like getting even with people? Um, I think revenge for the sake of revenge doesn't have a lot of value. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess it depends on the situation, of course. But, yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like a sense of justice, personally. Yeah. Like, and I have my, I think, own, mm-hmm. we probably all do, yeah. our own, like, moral code of, like, sure. you know, this person should face consequences for this thing. Yeah. But I don't know that revenge is always right. Yeah. 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 I think consequences is right. Yeah. I think, yeah, consequences and and justice, but more often... (laughs) Consequences will never be the same! (laughs) Do you remember that video? No. Oh, no. God, I bet no one else does either, because it was, like, I don't know, a viral video before viral videos were a thing. Yeah. But it was a man who, like, his daughter had done something on the internet and gotten oh, weird yeah, messages that's where he's like oh you like you done goofed yeah you done yeah. Goofed, yeah. and he just yells consequences will never be the same <laughs> right just like that um 
I do not want to go back and revisit that because I feel like it's probably not as funny as we thought it was. No. Yeah. No. I don't think I ever actually watched it. That was one of those, there were a lot of things like that where I was like, I've heard other people talk about it, but I've never actually seen it myself. But um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I don't, I don't know. I consider myself a nice person. So even if I feel like someone has wronged me, I'm just like, well, hopefully something terrible happens to them, but I'm not going to do it. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I hope there's always snow in their driveway. <laughs> yes. I do like coming <laughs> up with creative, my favorite one recently is i hope you your taco bell order is wrong but just wrong enough that you just deal with it yes but you're unpleased all of your food orders are just constantly wrong yeah are you speaking of wrong orders (laughs) yes i have another funny story do you want to hear it yes do we have time we have all the time in the world (laughs) because we're in charge oh that's fair (laughs) so i ordered a blanket yes on the internet for my girlfriend It is a very cute blanket. It has two frogs, each sitting on mushrooms, facing each other, being Mm -hmm. very cute, and it's bright and colorful and sweet. Yes. And I got it for her. Um, It came in the mail. I knew what it was because I remembered what company I ordered it from. Right. So she came over and I was like, hey, I got you something. Do you want it now or do you want it later? And she was like, ooh, I want it right now. And I was like, okay, I haven't opened it yet, so I'll let you open the package. Right. (laughs) She opens it. And it is indeed a blanket. Yep. But rather than two bright, colorful, cute, happy, in love frogs, <laughs> it was six angry Very, frogs. Like possessed frogs. Yes. We will, I'll post pictures of both of these blankets on Instagram so you guys can see. So then. What we're dealing with here. I emailed them and mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I got the wrong blanket. I sent them a picture of the one I got. Yeah. And a screenshot of my, like, receipt. Right with the picture of the one I ordered and got an email back that was like, I'm so sorry. We'll send out the right one right away. And I was like, cool. Do you want me to send this one back? And they were like, no, that's okay. You can keep it. Perfect. (laughs) Yesterday I got home. Yeah. There were two packages on my porch. Yeah. Same size packages from the same company Uh that I got the blanket from. Yes. So I was like, huh? I opened the first one. It's the correct blanket. Hooray! Yay, it's the right one. <laughs> it's God. big, it's cute, it's bright, it's beautiful. It's going to make a great gift. Yes. I opened the second one. Yes. It is six angry frogs. <laughs> <laughs> On a blanket. Oh my God. I have two oh my God. giant blankets with angry frogs on them now. Can we please just hang one of them in here? And I don't know why. We just hang it up. It's it's even weirder that they sent me the correct one and the wrong one again. They're just trying to move these fucking angry frog blankets. Well, that's the thing, too, because I was trying to tell someone else's story, and I was like, oh, I bet they're both on their website, and I'll be like, haha, I ordered this one, but I got this one. But I can't find the angry frog oh one. Oh, my God. Yeah, so maybe they are. Maybe they're, they're just, just like, like, someone please take these. Anytime anyone orders anything remotely frog-related, they're like, send them the angry one. And then when they're like, hey, this isn't right, be like, oh, gosh, we're so sorry. Just keep it. They are and we'll send up you to one. their fucking eyeballs in angry frog blankets. I, Who would want? And also, not to brag about... I don't, is this a brag? I don't know. Those blankets are $150. Right. I have $300 worth of angry frog blanket <laughs> in my house. Yeah, I mean, they, they they truly must be trying to, like, get get them out of there. I guess. If I mean, it's, it's not even for sale. But it's weird that it's not for sale. Because somebody might want it. Yeah. It's a hilarious design. I don't know. It's goofy as shit. Anyway, that's what I wish. I wish any (laughs) 
time my enemies place an order instead of what they ordered they get an angry frog blanket yeah but then again through some hassle they get what they that just said it has to be maybe i'm the one that someone is angry at yes <laughs> i'm just kidding revenge blanket yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, why do you ask about revenge? Oh, well, going off of the very little information that I have, the movie that we are doing this week is called Getting Even with Dad. Oh. I know nothing about it. Yeah, me neither. Never heard Uh, of it. I know that Macaulay Culkin is in it. Okay. I know that Ted Danson is in it. I believe it has roughly a 16% or maybe a 3%. It's a very low percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It came out in the a like either late eighties or early nineties, whenever Macaulay Culkin was like, you yeah. know around. Um whenever he was around. <laughs> Scott, rest in peace. Uh rest in Paris. He lives in Paris now. <laughs> He's not dead. He's not dead. No. So yeah, because I was just looking for movies to add. Yeah. You know, I was just spending a lazy morning one day in bed and looking for movies to add to our list of potential movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking for like BuzzFeed lists of like 2090s movies you completely forgot about, which yeah. I'm like, all of these are already on our list. But right. I, and I we've started already covered some of them, I'm sure. Yeah, I started really digging into these lists of like movies from the 90s and from the 80s, and this was on there, and I was just like, I've never heard of this, which is weird, I think, because it's Macaulay Culkin and Ted yeah. Danson who are super big names, and especially, you know, was. At the time where Macaulay Culkin was doing a lot of things. Yeah. So it's very weird that it slipped through. Um, from what I have read about it, uh, Ted Danson plays Macaulay Culkin's dad, and he's like a con artist or something like that, and okay. he's never around. I love that it's called being a con artist, too. Oh, yes. An artiste. An artiste. A flim flam man. Yeah. If you will. A matchstick man. I will. Uh, a matchstick man, I guess. I The Flim Flam Man was the only movie filmed in my hometown. Oh. Never seen it. Huh. But it always had its own shelf at the video rental store. That's cute. Mm-hmm. They filmed Elizabeth Town in the town that I grew up in. I'm aware. Now everyone knows where we're from. Shit. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I guess uh, Macaulay Culkin devises some scheme or crime or something mm-hmm. so that he can spend more time with his dad. Nice. That's all I know. Okay. So he can spend more... So his... Okay. So his dad is Ted Danson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I'm thinking of another movie where... What movie is that? <laughs> There's a kid whose mom is getting remarried. And so the dad... The kid keeps pulling pranks on, like, the to-be stepdad mm. to try and, like, convince him to not marry his mom. Oh. I guess I was kind of thinking it might be something like that. But... Okay. I don't know. Um, This has already been very long, so very quickly... Anything that you can think of that maybe is in it? Or should we just dive right in? Um, We can't be wrong. Well, I mean, no, we can't be. We can't. We probably can't be right. We can't remember it. Yeah, we probably can't be right. We can't remember it wrong. Right. Because we don't know. We've never seen it. Uh, We can definitely be wrong. Any, I, yeah. Any I have guesses? No idea. Yeah. I'm excited to find out. Yeah. What do you think Macaulay Culkin's character's name is? Uh, Max. <laughs> Tony. Yeah, I was going to say Timothy, so that's funny that oh. we both went with, with T names. I don't know. Let's find out. I'm excited. Okay. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> okay, bye. Hey, while you're uh, there waiting for us to come back, you should go ahead and check out our Patreon so that you can have bonus content. Yeah. It's fun. Replay, it- rewind. No. 
patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast yeah i've go, been there i know it go to a gas station get some candy punch the dude in the face and he says it. <laughs> we'll be back <laughs> hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. That was a fucking terrible movie. <laughs> so bad. I was gonna get more creative with our word this week. No. It doesn't but, deserve anything creative because it didn't try to be creative for one second in this whole film. No, I I think this is literally the worst movie we've covered so far. Hands down the worst movie that we've ever done. Like the uh, <laughs> whole movie is butt cheeks. <laughs> Well, that was a fucking butt cheeks movie. That was a fucking butt cheeks movie. It's bad. It's not even interesting bad. No, it's just boring. And like, you know, I'm trying to think of the other bad ones that we've done. Like, we are back at least like was scary. Yeah. yeah, it was. Too, it just and had too creative. much going on. Right. And like that darn cat. There were parts that we liked, even though it was confusing. And be like, well, this was silly, or like this was cute. Yeah. This had nothing. It had nothing. Anyway. No. <sighs> Let's get into it. The IMDb states, A thief's son cons his father into spending more time with him. I feel like even IMDb dialed it in. They were like, ah. <laughs> I'm bored. I don't know. <sighs> Seems to be what the cover suggests. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> not watching it. Uh, yeah, the it started out, I was so excited because I was like, great, this is my new theme song in life. Yeah. Where it's just like, I want money. I'm like, yeah, me too. You know what? Best things in life are free. Yep. Can save it for the birds and the bees. I want that money. I do too. What I want. I've just been given, not to derail because I know we have a lot to get into, but I've been given in the past like couple of weeks glimpses into a way that like rich people live their lives. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, actually. <laughs> I'll take that. Thank I'll you. take it. This sounds great. Anyway, so yes. when it opens up, we learn that there was this old lady mm-hmm. and she died yep and then when they were going through her stuff i don't know who they is but when someone was going through her stuff they found this huge trunk in her attic full of these like super rare uncirculated brand new coins cool great but because her whole family's dead she has no heirs or whatever yeah they just have nowhere to go right and so the government took them and is going to auction them off mm-hmm. But first, they have to be appraised. Yes. And so we hear all of this 
Ted Danson is telling all us right. all of this. And I guess his plan is to steal them. Yes. Which, as far as crimes go, seems to be pretty victimless. Yeah, absolutely. You know, no one is... Unless, where is the money, my big question is, where is the money from this auction going? Yeah, probably just to the government. Yeah, which in that case, you know what? Knock yourself out. Steal them. I don't give a fuck. So, starting out, we already know that we, you and I, should like this movie. Right. It has Macaulay Culkin. It has Ted Danson. Yeah. It's a crime movie, which apparently Young Bucket Snake loves. Right. You know, because I also loved Kindergarten Cop and Blank Check. Yeah. And it's a heist movie, which Meat Wedge always loves. Always. Almost always. And yet. And yet. <laughs> I may just not like movies at all ever again, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then we see Ted Danson, who has a ponytail. God, and it's so bad. It's so bad, because his hair is, like, only, like, three inches long on the top of his head. Yeah. He has a full head of hair. Yeah. He's got, like, the bangs. He's got it on the sides, it's all, but like, it's all waft back. brushed backwards. Yeah. And then he has a ponytail at the back. I a low spent one. the entire movie trying to decide if it's real or clipped on. Yeah. Because the sides don't reach the back. Yeah, neither does the front. Like, none of it, it's just brushed back. Yeah. So it's just a strange mullet. Yeah, that he keeps in a ponytail. Mullet. Yeah. It's bad. So, yeah. his name is Ray. Yes. Ray is explaining to his two friends. Yes. He keeps calling them my friends. So, my friends. He's trying to do this voice he's i think he's trying to sound like a tough ex-con but it just sounds like a really bad christopher walken impression like a really bad one yeah um yeah so they're standing outside this building where the coins either are or Or are going to be will be yeah or something that is currently being worked on yes so there's a dumpster outside of it and there's a chute leading from like a second floor window into this dumpster and there's like a bunch of fences around yeah. And they're standing outside of it. He's like, well, my friends, we're going to go in there. We're going to steal these coins. They're going to be ours. <laughs> well, my friends. His one friend's name is Carl. He calls him Babe. Yeah. Carl, Babe, when we get done with this, you can be the fancy Thai king of San Francisco. What are you worried about your tie for? Like, what? What? I don't care. I don't care. The other guy that he's with, whose character's name is Bobby, is in my very favorite movie. Yeah. He's in True Romance. He, he... plays the movie producer Lee Donowitz. He is so good in that. And it is unimportant. But I was just happy to see him. It's delightful. He's very punchable in this movie, but he's great in that one. Yeah. Also, his this is unimportant too. But his eyebrows like come down too far. Yeah. In this movie, they're like un- on like they <laughs> curve all the way around like under his eye. I know they're on either <laughs> side of his eye. One Hello? of them he has a scar, so I think that adds to the illusion. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just all his little facial features are right in the middle of his face, and then it's surrounded by like scruff and eyebrow. <laughs> yes. So, now they're in Ray's corner apartment, mm. which is like, is that a thing that criminals do? They live on the corner? Like, yes. above a, it just makes me think of Baby's Day Out, where they, like, live a in A lot that. of this makes me think of Baby's Day Out, actually. Yeah. Um, but so the coins are worth a million and a half dollars, and they're going to get half of it. Yes. And they're going to split that half three ways. Yes. So they're going to get $250,000 each. Yes. Which, in today's money, would be, like, all about fifty thousand short of half a million. Okay. So you know it's not. Yeah, it's worth. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's it's not set for life money. Maybe I mean depending on how you how you live your life. how you spend it and yeah. how you live your life. But it's definitely like not for fucking Preston Waters and blank check. He would have spent that shit in twelve days. Exactly. 
but it's not chump change either no. by any means For so sure. it, it's worth the risk and it seems very low risk and again victimless crime um and then we learn that their fence is this guy named dobbs and his job is going to be because all the coins are in these individual little like plastic things which yeah. tell like their serial number and where they're from and whatever and that's how they identify them yeah. so he's like dobbs is really good at getting rid of them yes or whatever I don't know what that means and moving them yes uh i'm sure this part has really hooked the kids in yeah yeah so far we're like 10 minutes in and all we've done to talk about heist stuff We've talked about coins, even. Yes. Cool. Yeah. We're not even stealing anything fun. Yeah. It's not like, we're going to go steal this giant diamond. Mm-hmm. So Carl is trying to say that he's a numismatist. Yes. But he can't say it. No. Because it's a hard word. Numismatist. Numismatist. A coin expert, right? Can't you say that, man? Yeah. Bobby gets mad at him for not being able to say the word numismatist. But Carl's like, I could have said it, but I got pizza in my face. Yeah. It's a coin expert. Right. <laughs> So we're just establishing Bobby as this, like, asshole, I guess. Yeah. And Carl as the dumb fat guy. Yep. Great. Yeah. Cool. Before they settled on naming him Carl, his working title was the dumb fat guy that is always dressed well, hungry, and covered in food. Oh, yeah. It's a little hard to say, though. Yeah. Cumbersome. Yeah, they shortened it to Carl. So then the phone rings. Yep. Bobby looks nervous, which I thought was because of the phone ringing, but it's just his face, actually. It turns out he looks like this for the rest of the movie. He so. looks like this all the time. Yeah, he's just... I think just it's just that actor. Noivus. Yeah. But he goes to answer it, and Ray's like, don't answer it. It's probably Nadine. And they're like, oh, I thought you liked Nadine. And he's like, yeah, I did until she gave me this plant. Yeah, until she got me that stupid plant. Believe me, when the lady gives you a plant, it's her little way of testing you. Like, if you can take care of it, it's a sign to her that she can move the relationship to the next level. Trust me, when a woman gives you something you gotta water, feed, or take for a walk, it's time to dump her. That's my tough voice. You did a great job. Thanks. I did better than Ted dancing, honestly. Yeah. I was very scared for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so he has this plant. He's gonna dump Nadine, but he's gonna keep the plant. He's not even gonna dump her, he's just gonna ghost her. I guess. And then he's gonna let the plant die. Yeah. Cool. He goes, it dies, it dies. Yeah, it's gonna die because you're not watering it, dude. Just get rid of it. You're just gonna let it sit there and be dead in your apartment? plant a plant i got like 30 they're all still alive you just water them yes you know it's not hard anyway their heist is planned you guys in yeah we're in great clink 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 beers all around we're ready to do it cool then they're at a bakery yes because ray is a cake decorator Mm -hmm. he's a really good one yeah apparently makes a very technically well done but incredibly tacky looking cake. <laughs> well, and you know, it is whatever year it is. Ninety four. Yeah. Yeah. It's very nineties, yes. Yeah, for sure. But technically, incredibly well done. Skillfully made. Yeah, so he's in a bakery, he's wearing his chef's coat, he's got his little glasses on, he's doing his uh buttercream frosting trick. Yeah, but no hat. No hat. All of those luscious locks are gonna be in that fucking cake. And for some reason Bobby and Carl are just in there with him. Yeah, hanging out talking again about the heist because they couldn't just talk about it like they've already talked about it and have already planned it and have already figured it out i guess they have so much planning to do and very little time like it's in like the next two days they gotta move these coins and so every waking minute they are spent talking about it i guess is the implication but yeah so bobby and carl are just in the back of this bakery while he's working and carl keeps like taking pieces off of this cake and eating them yeah it takes him too long to notice that this is happening and then he's like don't poke the cake i'm like he's not poking it he's like licking it literally yeah licking his fingers and sticking it in the cake it's great 
Yeah. And Bobby's like, all right, this is a big job. We need to get some. I know somebody that's got some AK-47s. We could get a bazooka. Yeah. <sighs> it's it's a bag of coins. Yeah. Ray's like, I would like to do this job without having to wear a flak jacket. Ha 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 ha. Doubt we could find one in Carl's size anyway. Ha 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 ha. He's ha, fat. Ha. Did you know he's fat? Carl is fat. Carl's fat. Whatever. But yeah. also, Carl is so dumb. Yeah. And he reveals that in this moment where he's yeah. like, this cake is so beautiful. You remind me of that Michael dude who painted the church ceiling in Italy. And it takes Ray a second where he's like, are you talking about Michelangelo? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, 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 that's the one. And then As he's still poking the cake. Still poking it. And then he's like, I told you not to poke it. And he's like, well, I'm putting stuff back. I'm like, Why are you including this man in your heist? They never explain because they do later talk about how like Bobby and Ray have worked together before, but... Yeah. Why is Carl there? I don't know. He's so dumb. Uh, so now we're in a car on a highway. Yeah. With Macaulay Culkin in the back seat, filming himself with a little handheld camcorder. Yeah. But I mean, there's no way you're going to be able to watch this later. He's in a moving convertible on the freeway and the top is down. Yeah. It's going to be unlistenable. It's just wind. Yeah. And his mouth moving. Right. But he's saying into the camera that he's been abducted by aliens. Because in the front seat are a man and a woman. The man's name is Wayne. Uh Uh-huh. Colkin's name is Timmy. Yeah. Timmy keeps talking about how Wayne is an alien. Right. The woman's name is Kitty. So Wayne and Kitty are snuggling in the front seat while Kitty is feeding him french fries. And it's very gross and weird. It is gross and weird. And they're, like, very much, like in love which whatever but like in a really gross yeah like high school like all over each other and i'm like you are driving driving down the highway like please pay attention to the road or pull over and canoodle but like not both without an 11 year old well yeah but not to bring up true romance again so soon Uh but the scene reminds me of when elliot blitzer is getting a bj from a woman while Mm -hmm. doing cocaine yeah and he's driving on all these like windy roads and like giggling like a maniac and i there's like other plot points happening but every time i see that scene i'm like ha, ha, right like pay attention this. yeah <laughs> you're gonna crash i know yeah wayne is yelling at timmy he's like get that camera out of my face sit back and be quiet she's like being really mean to him and kitty's like oh be nice to him but she's also like timmy do what he says and timmy does not do what he says he keeps recording yeah. he sits up on the back of the seat yeah in the moving convertible yeah I'm easily going nervous. like 70 miles an hour yeah but he's still filming. Yeah. He's calling him bald. Right. He says he knows he's an alien because he doesn't know anyone human who can eat three double whoppers in one sitting. So yeah. Wayne gets really mad. Right. I told him to lay off the bald jokes. Gets super <sighs> mad. Tries to reach behind and like take the camera from him and nearly crashes this car. Like goes yep. completely into the other lane. Yep. And then has to swerve back. The minivan like swerves out of the way. Kitty's like screaming. They pull off to the side of the road. And Wayne's like, I got soda all over my seat. And this is the point where I was like, is that Captain Kragen from Law and Order SVU? It and is. it is. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. I love him. So they pull into a gas station because Captain Kragen is covered in soda. Mm-hmm. And he sat on a cheeseburger. And he sat on a cheeseburger, <laughs> yeah. And um, the woman, Kitty, who at this point I'm assuming is Timmy's mom. Yeah. Because that's how this interaction is going. Right. She's in charge of him. Um. She tells him to go in and get, like, paper towels and shit. And as he's walking away, he can overhear how they're both talking about how they wish that he wasn't there, basically. Yep. Yeah, because Wayne especially is being very loud. And Kitty's just saying, like, well, nobody would take him. Yeah. I'm just like, he can hear you. Yeah. He's a human. 
Yeah, it makes me sad because he's cute and it's Macaulay Culkin and, you know, who doesn't love him? So they get back to Ray's apartment, yes. which Bobby and Carl have just been following him around all day. I know. They don't have jobs. No, they're criminals. They don't do anything. This is criminal. Well, he's got... <laughs> Ray has a job. I know. They could get jobs. They, they could get jobs. Them. Their job is following Ray around. I guess. Well, they're really, really good at it. Or they love him. But so, or they, no, they don't like him very much. At least Bobby doesn't like him very much. Now kiss. <laughs> so they do this movie trick that I hate. Yes. Where they like sort of imply that they've already said this before. Yeah. But they're like, let's go over it one more time. Right. And then they do it again. Do it again. But like. In a way that, you know, they haven't been doing it exactly yeah because i'm like this is all the information yeah. so it's just it's just very annoying and especially the way they do it in this one because bobby is starting out and he says he is never 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 going to get it man and ray's like no 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 no, it's fine it's it's okay it's cool cool it bobby shut the fuck up go over there and smoke in the corner and right. wriggle yeah and we'll go over this one more time and he's like now carl and so they're basically just trying to get carl to understand the concept of rats in a maze yes and that's it. That is what Carl is struggling with so much. Yeah, he they're trying to go over the plan for the 900th time, which they already have figured out, but they're going over it again, like we said. Yeah. That's just what they're going to do until the time comes. Right. And Carl's not understanding, so Ray is like, all right, let's use this example of, remember when you were in high school science class? Mm-hmm. You know, the universal high school science class experience we all had where we all learned exactly the same thing. Yeah. Did you have a rats in the maze no. demonstration? No. Yeah. No, me neither. No. So, but he's trying. Carl's finally sort of getting it. Bobby's wiggling around while smoking a cigarette in a corner. Yeah. It's what he does. He wiggles the whole time. I think you just say wiggling. He's wiggly. I get it. It's the pacing. The pacing also, wiggling. Howie Mandel. Sit down. In Little Monsters. For one second. It's, yeah, he's very nervous energy, but... Yeah, Ray is like, don't worry, there's no reason to be nervous, like, we're just gonna do the grab, nothing's gonna go wrong, no one's gonna get hurt. Yeah, Bobby says, yeah, that's what you said when we boosted those VCRs. I did four years in Folsom for stealing Betamaxes, for Christ's sake. It's like, yeah. Yeah, and he he goes on to say, it wouldn't have been half so bad, Ray, if we got caught with something you could actually sell, you know, like a VHS machine. Even the judge laughed at us. You know, like a VHS machine. You mean a VCR? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says, though. I know. And then he keeps going. He's like, what if your guy Dobbs burns us, huh? And I'm like, at this point, I was like, is this a kid's movie? No. Like, this is, they're talking about, they're going very in-depth about heist. This is a heist movie. Yes. There have been, like, 45 seconds of a child yes. in it. Getting yelled at by an adult. And it's mostly just heist, discussing the heist, explaining the plan, you know, the gen general worries about a heist of like, can we trust this guy? Yeah. Are we going to go to jail? I, yeah. This is a bunch of No, it's not shit. a kid's movie. And as we shall see, this is in fact a movie for no one. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but there's a knock at the door while they're talking about their plan. Uh-oh. It's Kitty. Right, it's Kitty, it's your sister. You know, your sister. Thank you for the awkward exposition. Yeah. But honestly, thank you for the awkward yeah. exposition. Because I was spending this entire time thinking that Kitty was Timmy's mom. Well, I still think that. In this moment, she walks in yeah. with Timmy. But we know that Ted Danson is his dad. 
right. Oh, God. So I'm like, I'm so confused for so long. Yeah. Is Kitty his sister? Or yeah. his ex? Or both? Or what? You know, like, I was like, for a minute thinking, was he lying about her being his sister? Oh. And like, that's actually his, like, ex-wife. Mom? You know, like, I just couldn't figure it out. I was like, yeah, this is so confusing. There could have been, like, a one second of... Of exposition why did we have to bring your nephew on our honeymoon timmy saying aunt kitty yeah at any point would have cleared it all up yeah we're not bringing my nephew on our honeymoon we're dropping him off at my brother's house right something but they don't and so yeah i've been feeling that kitty was his mom this whole time and then it's very jarring like oh but for one second yeah where you're like wait (laughs) yeah is it siblings are dating his mom (laughs) (laughs) it's very uncomfortable so, Ray looks at Timmy McCulkin <laughs> for so long. And Bobby is like, Dad? Yeah, that's dad. yeah, cause he walks in and he goes, Hey, Dad. Yeah. Cause Ray's like freaking out. You know, he's like, Kitty, what are you doing here? Like, what, what do you want? Yeah. And she's like, I got married. And he's like, That's great. Congratulations. Get the fuck out of my apartment. And then we hear him be like, Hi, Dad. And they're like, Oh, shit. Yeah. Cause Bobby and Carl do not know that Ray has a child. Uh huh. So Ray just. Stares at Timmy while Kitty's like, all right, bye, be a good boy, and runs off. Love you, smooches, bye. Yeah. Ray chases her down. Finally. We get this little scene where Timmy looks at Bobby and Carl and is like, so are you guys ex-cons too? Carl's like, yes. (laughs) He just nods at him. Uh Huh? So Ray catches Kitty in the hallway and is like, this is really bad timing, Kitty. I, I just can't have Timmy around right now. And she's basically like, fuck you. Yeah. Because I've had your kid for the last three years. Yeah. And I'm going on my honeymoon. Yeah. You just have to watch him for like a weekend. Okay. I'll come back and get him. This isn't permanent. I just would like to enjoy my honeymoon with my husband. Yeah. And she's running down the stairs and she's like, you see that he flosses. That's all you have to do. I'll be back on Saturday. Right. He's just just, like. And he's like, where are you going? And she doesn't even tell him. Yeah. None of his business. Yeah. She's got to go because Wayne Pookie Cragen is honking (laughs) outside. She's like, she hears the honking and she runs to the window and she's like, Pookie. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm happy for you. You know, Mazel Tov. But like, good lord. Yep. So anyway, we go back into Ray's apartment. Timmy's sitting there. He's like, hey, I made an itinerary. That's a schedule of events. Yeah. Cool. Very smug. Yeah, he, he, and he comes across the heist plans. Yeah, they're stuffed in the couch cushions. Yeah, and he's like, what are these? And they're all like, well, da, 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 da. and Ray's like, they're plans for a cake. Yeah, plans for a cake. Yeah. You gotta make a whole blueprint and everything. I know. Trust me. Listen, I understand. <laughs> Architectural undertaking. And then out of nowhere, he's like, Dad, I brought you a photo of me and Mom also, and it's him next to a headstone. Yeah. Cool. The most creative way to explain that also. Yeah. Here, I brought you a picture of me and Mom. What? I, oh, it's uh... me at her headstone. Why would you want that? The headstone's gonna look the same for forever, and the picture is of Timmy right now. I guess because he's like... <laughs> Hey, don't forget that mom is dead because the audience doesn't know. Yeah. It's just so ham-fisted. I guess the point is, like, when I leave, here's this for you, but, like... That's a thing you give someone when you leave, then. Even as I brought you... you... And you're like, I have an itinerary. What's this plan for a cake? Here's a picture of me and your dead wife. I have a picture of (laughs) me and mom. Oh, it's at the cemetery. Because she's she's dead. dead. Fuck off. So... Then he says, you should water this plant. Yeah. (laughs) The, the most annoying theme in this very annoying movie. Where he's like, this plant is later? dying. No. Do you think it'll matter at all later? No. Do you think it could be like part of the plot? 
No. Okay. I think it'll die because he's not watering it. It's going to die. The plant's going to die. It's dying because he refuses to take care of anything. Like his son. Oh, that's the message. He can't even take care of a plant. Of course he can't take care of his son. Take care of a plant. Oh my God. The depth of the metaphor. (laughs) Depth. Oh, the gravitas. (laughs) So they go sit down to like catch up and Ray's like, how are you doing in school? And Timmy's like, well, I'm in the 95th percentile in my class. And Ray's like, great, 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 great. great. Is that good? And he's like, yeah, I'm smarter than 95% of the people that I know. In fifth grade. And he's like, oh, okay, tight. Are you dating yet? And he goes, well, I'm 11. And he's like, yeah, probably good to wait. I waited until I was 11 and a half. (laughs) Jovial. Anyway, listen, Tim, you picked a really bad time to come, which he did not pick it. This is out of his hands. Yeah, he was He's a child. Hey. He was dropped off. Take me to this place where this man hates me. Yeah. But he's like, I'm just so busy this week at the bakery where I make cakes that I decorate and the cakes because there's so many to do to decorate the cakes. Gotta do it. Yeah, I'm like, listen, I really like the word cake and you're ruining it, so please stop. Yes. But Timmy says, Kitty told me you learned how to do that in prison, you know, make cakes. And he says, yeah, yeah, it was kind of a course I took. I wanted to get into counterfeiting class, but it was all full up. So anyway, Timmy says, I wrote you letters all the time, but you never wrote me back. And then Ray says, I guess I didn't know what to say, Tim. I mean, what am I going to write? Having a wonderful time. Wish you were here. Yeah, just hop on down to the prison gift shop, pick out a nice postcard. Hey, Tim. Yeah, wish you Weather's were Weather's great. It's a, like, a picture of the beach, but it just has bars over it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. The weather is here. Wish you were great. Like, <laughs> what, yeah, what is the point? But then he's like, you never even sent me a birthday card, which, fair point, Timothy. He probably doesn't remember when your birthday is. That's true. So he sends Timmy to the pizza parlor on the corner. Yeah. Because he's like, I have to talk to my friends. What do you have to talk about? What is there left to talk about? You have gone over it. It's planned. It's done. I know. Well, because now at this point, they're like, what are we going to do as a fucking kid here? Which I'm like, it's a, it's, your plan is going to take like a couple of hours and he's not a baby that needs babysat. Like, just and take him to were, go do something. I don't know that you would care. You'd probably just leave him there anyway. True. Just put him in a crib or whatever. It's not like y'all are like worried for his fucking safety. No, but yeah, they're freaking out. And <sighs> so anyway, he sends Timmy out with some money to get a pizza but timmy stops into the bathroom and rather than wait another 30 seconds for tim to leave the apartment Uh ray starts talking to carl and bobby and just being like very loudly no worries it's fine the heist will go as planned nothing is off we will still steal a lot of things still on track to steal don't worry my friends stealing still gonna happen and of course timmy is listening yeah shocking wow so the next morning Ray wakes Timmy up and says, hey, I have to go to work. I'll be out late. There's some money on the table for you in case you want to go to, like, the market. To whatever. the market. Yeah, yeah, buy your own groceries. You're, like, a, an adult, right? Yeah, stay out of trouble. Oh, okay. Tim's like, sure, Dad. I'm just gonna go back to sleep. Whatever. Yeah. Pretends to go back to sleep, but as soon as his dad leaves, he gets out, you know, he gets up, snooping around his house, which is fair. That's what I would do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. I would like to point out that this movie is stupid, if you hadn't already <laughs> caught on. What? It is not well thought out. But whoever did the set design for this part was very good because his dad's bedroom is exactly what a single dad's bedroom looks like. Yes. (laughs) This bedroom looks exactly like my dad's bedroom Mm. from when I was growing up. Like the very generic furniture. Yeah. The giant jar of coins. Yeah. It's just all the same. Yeah. 
This is the only good part of the movie. You're just like, was this filmed in my dad's apartment? Yeah, exactly. But he finds the picture of himself that he yeah. had handed his dad and puts it in front of a picture of Ray and some girl. Yeah. But I assume it's Nadine. Guess it's Nadine. You can tell because she's got visions of plants dancing in her eyes. Oh, yes. She is really trying to settle down and have a ficus with this man. <laughs> yeah, he's expecting. He's st- <laughs> it's a pops. <laughs> he sticks the picture in front of this other picture, which is like the clearest sign that he's been in there fucking with shit. Yeah. You know, like when his dad gets home later, he's gonna be like, were you in my room? Because you stuck this picture in front of the other picture. Nope. I guess he doesn't care. Nope. Starts jumping on the bed. Sure. Because he was in Home Alone. Yep. Gotta remind everyone. Yeah. Don't forget, it's the same kid. Remember, you like that one, you spent a lot of money on that one, don't forget. Same kid, he looks the same. I know his hair's a little bit longer, but look, he's jumping on the bed. Remember that scene? It was so much fun. We had so much fun. But he knocks the trash can over Mm -hmm. while he's doing this, and he finds the newspaper where Ray has very helpfully circled in red pen the article about all the coins. The article on the front page. So it's not even like oh, I need to go back and find this later. It's the front page. Yeah, it's a it giant... It takes up the whole thing. Headline. You can't miss it. And yet, he circled it with a big old red sharpie. And then threw it away. But then threw it away. Yeah, well, yeah. He didn't... He just In between, like, buying the paper and getting home, he wanted to make sure that he remembered... Right. ...to steal these coins. So, the oh. heist. It is on. We Great. see Ray and Carl. They are dressed as painters. In a van. Mm, mm-hmm. Some very serious guitar is playing. Yeah. They roll up to the bank. Is it a bank? I don't know. We're just going to call it a bank. Sure. Whatever building that these coins are in. Yes, the coin building. The- <laughs> yeah, that's a bank. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. So, Bobby is dressed like a construction worker. Uh-huh. He does not roll up with them. He goes in first. Yes. He turns off the elevator. And he's like making it look like it's out of service yeah he like puts caution tape over it or whatever yeah pulls a bunch of wires out of the wall or some shit yeah and we see the security dudes show up mm-hmm. grabbing the coins yeah they're packed into like this vault thing mm-hmm. safe kind of box yes bobby is sweating and smoking in the elevator just like a normal construction man yeah ray and carl walk in wearing sunglasses still yeah, they're well, just, I guess they're trying not to be identified because they put their little, like, painter's masks over their faces and pull yeah. their hats down and have their sunglasses on, but it looks very sus because they're wearing sunglasses while they're painting. Yep. Inside. Yeah, and so they've set up, like, so much, like, tarps and shit. Yeah. And the way it works is these guys start, I guess, on the top floor and they're going down to the basement where their armored car is. Yes. But then the elevator stops on the floor that Carl and Ray are on. Yes. Because Bobby stopped it. Yep. And they're like, oh, the elevator's broken. It's okay. We'll just take the stairs down. Like so, like rats in a maze. Yeah. They're being guided where they need it? to go. Like in science class? I... Do you... <laughs> should have called it heist class. Am I right? I don't know. I was sick that day. Oh. Well, then we see. <laughs> so, yeah. So they see... They, they come out and they're like, oh, shit. What do we do? There's a man here. And Ray's like, oh, hey, don't shoot, fellas. <laughs> And they're like, oh, it's, it's fine. He's just He's a painting painter. a door frame. He's harmless. So then they go. They're going to say I'm a bad painter. <laughs> they're going to say I'm a fake painter, but okay. <laughs> so they go around the corner and there is Carl and he pepper sprays them both in the eyeballs. Yep. And they're like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and they drop all their stuff. They get the safe open, which is very easy. 
They just take one drill to it, pops right open. That's pretty, how safes work. Pretty impressive. And they put all the coins in a bag by the handful instead of just dumping them in, but whatever. Yeah. And the time that this is taking causes, there's a third guard waiting by the armored truck for them. Right. So he radios in. He's like, what's taking so long? And so Ray fucking picks up the walkie mm-hmm. and is like, I'm taking a dump. Yeah. And the guy says, well, where's the other guy? Yeah. He's like, he's taking a dump too. Great. Great. Cool. So he's like, you're both taking a dump together? That's against regulations. And he starts freaking out. This is he's the like, first children's joke in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, About state your status. Pooping. <laughs> we're, we're pooping. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so dumb and it's so like i mean i know he has to think on his feet but just to be like i'm taking a dump which gross and then be like well where's mel and then just have carl be like i'm standing in the hallway i'm on we're on our way why didn't he just say we're on our way way. yeah the elevator elevator was broken we're taking the stairs yeah so stupid but he has to be like oh i'm taking a dump what (sighs) fuck off anyway so this causes the guy by the car to freak out. He's like, we got a possible blah, 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 blah. His radio and for yeah, backup. Yeah, he says, we got a possible 4261 or something. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, you hate to see it. <laughs> you hate to see it. <laughs> alert, alert, 426.9. Oh, I hate when that happens. <laughs> Some stoners are having oral sex in the hallway. <laughs> Help. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. And I'm in here so- <laughs> Carl and Ray take off running. They get to the window where the chute leads down into the dumpster. Yes. And they slide down it. Yep. Uh, Carl has some reservations about it at first. He has to cross himself, which, yeah. like, he knew this was the plan. He really should have. They're only on the second story. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's not, not that, that high. And it's yeah. like. And if you've seen a movie, you know that if you land at a dumpster, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. A little bit dusty, maybe. Yeah. But, like. But certainly they've seen Baby's Day Out. Certainly. Also, it's good that this chute can hold, not to make a fat joke, but it's it's yeah. good that this chute can hold the weight of an adult man, even right. Ray. Just, yeah, like, of humans. It's meant to hold garbage. Yeah. And it seems like just cardboard and dust. So, glad that they didn't, like, it didn't collapse and they fell. Anyway, they yeah. make it down into the dumpster. At the same time, Bobby's pulling up. They are yelling. Yep. First off, two grown men just slid down a chute into a dumpster, but uh-huh. maybe they're just having fun. I don't know. Yeah, they they're still be. dressed like painters. Yeah, I see painters doing that shit all the time. I mean, I would if I knew it could hold my weight. Maybe just once, be like, "Come on, just slide down with me, just one time." Come on, come on, come on. You know you want to. I do actually want to. <laughs> but so Bobby pulls up in their van. They're like yelling, "Go, go, 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 go!" Like right, and there's nobody after them yet. There's like, no one I'm after no- them. They should be in a hurry because the guy got alerted. But right, they're bringing more attention. Than is necessary. Right. Except luckily there's no one on the street. Even though when they rolled up, the streets were very busy. And the other day when they were like scoping the place out, the streets were very busy. Yeah. Luckily everyone's gone. So they jump in their van. They take off driving. They just go screaming like over a curb into the street, nearly crash into this car. Which, again, conspicuous. Yeah. Like, calm down. The cops pass them. Yeah. But don't stop. No. They probably see them and they're like, oh yeah, they got a rush paint job. They gotta go. Sure. You know? Yeah. <sighs> anyway. So they get away with it. Yep. Great. They've made it. 
Woohoo! High fives all around, except for Ray, who like smacks Bobby on the top of the head. It's like, why are you driving like a fucking maniac? You're gonna whatever. Yeah, which is fair. Um, and then we see Timmy at Ray's apartment. Guess what he's doing? He's watering the fucking plant. He's watering the plant. Great. And he's watching the news, uh-huh. which is already explaining the story about the heist. Yeah, it's breaking news. Yeah. They... $1.5 million in coins have been stolen, uh-huh. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, we get it. We just saw it happen. Yeah. And Timmy hears this. He goes back to his dad's room, where he again sees the article uh-huh. circled uh-huh. in red ink Yeah, about the $1.5 million worth of coins. Wow. Yeah, gasp. Wild. Weird. Insane. Uh, this is unimportant. Yeah. They haven't been appraised yet. How do they know how much they're worth? That's where they're going to be appraised. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. I thought they had been appraised. No, no, that's right, because he says they have to be appraised yeah. first. Uh-huh. So they might not even be worth anything. <laughs> <laughs> Movie's over. Let's go. Oh, my God. There's an estimated <sighs> worth of $1.5 billion. So really? now we see Ray. Yep. Yelling into a phone. Yep. In a phone booth. Uh-huh. How's he yelling? What's he yell about? His guy yeah. is changing the plan. <gasps> no. Yep. That needs, never happens. He needs more time to get the cash together. Oh, shit. So what do we do with the coins still then? Bobby would like to know. I'm just like, man, it's not like you stole a bunch of live tigers. You stole like coins. half a double bag's worth of coins. Yeah, they're not on fire. They're just going to sit there. They don't expire. Nope. They they won't melt. They Ugh. won't try to kill you. Put they don't somewhere. need to be fed. Nobody saw you. No. Just wait. Just wait. Just Who wait. Gives a shit. Just wait it out. But Bobby will not. Yeah, Ray He's tells upset. him to clam down and yeah. everything's fine. Yeah. But he doesn't. He does not. So Timmy's at home making dinner for himself. I guess he did go to the market. I guess so. He hears the car pull up, so he grabs his camcorder. Yep. And um like records them getting out of their car and getting a bag out of the trunk. Highly suspicious. It's their street hockey equipment. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Trying because to get a league together. The trio goes up to the roof of the building uh-huh. to play street hockey. Yeah. Just like in Clerks. Yep. The way that Ted Danson walks through this entire movie, he has this like he swagger walks walk that he does. The way that he is talking. I know. Like if his voice had legs, <laughs> this is how it would walk. It's awful. He's it's just really his bad. whole tough guy thing is so stupid. Like it's like you're Ted Danson. Right. You're not fooling anyone. No. I'm sorry. You're great as a person. Not This is not it. Anyway, so they all get up to the roof. Bobby's like, I don't trust you to hang on to these coins until Sunday. Yeah. Because they did. They pulled this heist off on Monday. Right. The guy says, I need till Sunday to yes. do it. He says, I don't trust you to hang on to them. What if you decide to move them while we're not here or sell them while we're not here or whatever? Right. And Ray's just like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. I cannot get the money for them until Sunday. I'm going to put them somewhere safe. Yeah, nobody ever comes up here. That's this is the a end safe of it. place for them to be. Y'all yeah. are always here anyway. Right. He's like, why do we go to put them at your place? It's like, you don't even have an apartment. Do you you live here. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I want my split now, okay? And uh, Ray explains, yeah, how are we going to do that, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> Each one of these coins has got a different value. You know what I mean? But basically, he's explaining, and it, it makes sense. The coins are not equal. It's not like a bag of quarters. Each yeah. one has a different value. Yeah. And so the point was, you sell them all, you get the cash for them, you split the cash. If you split up the coins, right. they don't know what they're worth. Yeah. That's the whole point. You're going to get different values. But Timmy has followed them up the stairs to uh-huh. see what they're doing. Yeah. And he's, like, peeking through the door. Right. 
Bobby kind of gets a glimpse that there might be somebody there, so he, yeah, like... Yeah, like, hears the door creak or whatever. Chases after him. Yeah. Timmy runs down the stairs and slides under a chair or something. Bobby yeah. doesn't see him. Yeah. So, then he goes back up to the roof. And, like, this is... It's hard to explain, but I'm gonna do my best, because this scene is so clumsy. Yeah. Because while Bobby was running around trying to find this person, Ray and Carl have moved, like, this heavy thing that's on, like... I don't know if it's a chimney that's blocked up or whatever, yeah. but it's just like a heavy stone slab that's like on top of this like square chimney looking thing. Yes. And that's where we're going to put the coins. Yes. They put them down in there. They slide it back on. Ray says, see, Bobby, this place is secure as Fort Knox. Come on, fellas, let me buy you a beer. And Bobby says, yeah, it's good. But until we move this stuff, I'm watching you. And he like pokes Ray. While this is happening, Carl has like lifted his finger up and is like pointing at Ray. But then he goes to say something, but then he doesn't say it. And I don't feel like this was... Scripted. In the script, I yeah. feel like he genuinely didn't know where his line was supposed to go. Because <laughs> he goes to say it, and then he realizes it's not yet, but he just, like, kind of waits. And then Ray, like, pokes Bobby back and is like, okay. And it should have ended there, but then he says, you watch me, Bobby. And while he's saying that, Carl, at the same time, points at him again and says, you gonna buy a beer? And I'm just like, th- this all has the feel of, like, really bad amateur theater yes. where they can't get their timing right and they don't know when they're supposed to talk and they're talking over each other and not in like a normal way yeah but like genuinely we're doing this scene in one take yeah just leave the accidents in there yes yeah it uh, reminds me of the roof scene from the room <laughs> oh hi mark oh hi so yeah they go to have a beer but first ray's like let me check on my kid yeah he's asleep all he does is sleep yep he's been asleep every time ray's checked not suspicious everything's fine oh it's very late at night now yeah ray turns off the tv and then leaves uh-huh but what Timmy's awake oh what i know i know it's surprising that is surprising that he was asleep he's no. so good at acting i know so then we're at a bar the rolling stones are playing there's a girl dancing on stage ray and carl are like dancing at the bar together and mm-hmm. bobby is sitting off on his own table watching them suspiciously and smoking timmy has stolen the coins. Oh, I thought he was asleep. <gasps> He's not. He fooled you. Oh, my God. Yeah, he stole the coins. This movie is fast-paced and clever. We go back to the bar. Carl is like, hey, Ray, you did a good job. You did. You done good. We did good today. Hey, you and me, good. Did a good job. Yeah. And Ray's like, yeah, man, now I can leave behind my life of crime. He says, get a chance to open your own bakery, maybe? And Ray's like, yeah. Yeah. And Carl says, be your own boss, huh? Yeah. And then Ray says... I knew if I could just get one big score, I could turn the corner. And this is it, man. This is it. This is my chance. First time in my life I've got a future. Yeah, he's really good at cake decorating. He has a good job. He has a good job. He has a nice apartment. He could just do that. He He could also apply at, like, better bakeries. I mean, he's an ex-con, so maybe this is the only person who would hire him? The, I mean... The tradition within kitchens is that they hire ex-cons. Yeah. You know, like... And he's a pretty small-time criminal. He's yeah. never... It's not like he murdered like, someone. Exactly. He stole VCRs, you know? He didn't even rob a bank. He, like, hi- boosted some VCR. Yeah. Like Like, four years ago. He'll yeah. probably fall off his record soon, too, if that's always ever done. Right. And it is. We find later. That and mail fraud. That's it. Right. So just get a job like a for real job but no he wants to buy this bakery that he works in which is it for sale i guess (laughs) (laughs) anyway whatever they're talking and then they realize hey hang on where the hell is bobby yeah 
right before that happens we cut back to timmy he's put a package in a mailbox and then he takes off again yeah so yeah then we cut back to the bar oh where, where, where the hell bobby go uh bobby as it turns out uh-huh. is trying to climb out the bathroom window yeah as if all the doors are out of order they were incredibly distracted ray and carl getting very close to each other's faces talking about what a great job they're doing pretty drunk they would keep getting drunker if you just let them do it yeah just go out the front door man yeah just irish goodbye just just slip right out i do it all the time sometimes i just irish goodnight (laughs) (laughs) but yeah he's trying to climb out the bathroom window yep and ray comes in to find him Mm -hmm. pokes him in the butt with a mop yeah where you going bobby Hey, hey, Bobby, you leaving? You going somewhere? Bobby says, yes. You know what? Actually, I am going somewhere. I'm going after my share. I'm going back to your apartment. I'm going to get my share of the coins out of the bag, and then I'm leaving because I don't trust you. I don't want to wait till Sunday. I want it now. And if you don't let me go get it, I'm going to annoy the shit out of you, basically, and I'm going to make you wonder where I'm going every time I get up to go pee, which I'm like, why are they always together? I don't know. They live together. They don't. (sighs) They don't. They do. Uh, While they're arguing, we see that... There is a houseless man down on the street, sitting in the alley, drinking and listening to them argue for some reason. Uh-huh. And paying close attention. Paying very close attention. He thinks it's very funny. Well, now we're on Ray's roof. And they're like, all right, fine, we'll split it even now, even though, you know. All the reasons that we've explained why that would be a terrible idea. And Ray has explained. Yeah. yeah. And won't this affect Dobbs, too? Because he's supposed to get half of it. Yeah. he's suppo- Yeah. Cause so he's supposed to get all the coins and get the one and a half million half and then give and then half give them, yeah yeah so because he's doing a lot a of the work third of it is gone right too. yeah and like where does bobby intend to take these coins that are very traceable right now in their current state yeah i don't know the whole anyway and yeah so ray's solution is we are gonna reach into this bag and pull out a coin and we're going to go in a pattern until all the coins are gone. Right. And I don't care. I don't want to hear anybody bitching about, like, what their share looks like because this is the fairest way to do it. Yeah. Which means, why would Bobby agree to this? Because this means he might get way less than 250000 Right. Like, so much less. And again, as we've said, they just have to wait six days. Yep. Nothing is going to happen between now and then. Well, except for Bobby thinks that Ray's just going to sell them all in between now and then. Yeah. And take all the money. All right, so anyway, they're up there, they're going to get the coins, and then they realize they're gone. All the coins are gone. Oh! Yep. And while they're right. freaking out, wondering where they've gone, uh huh. Timmy comes up. Yep. And he says, I think we better talk. Yep. So we're in Ray's kitchen. Yeah. Timmy has made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich again. Yep. I mean, he got real hungry in the past, like, two hours, I guess. Yeah. And takes the teeny tiniest bite. Yeah. I know that it's, like, so that he can talk immediately after, because nobody wants to watch you chew an entire, like, peanut butter sandwich. Yeah, but it's just, it. like... It's so cute. <laughs> well, my brother and I were young, and we wanted to, like, try each other's food, but yeah. we didn't really want to share it. We'd be yeah. like, can I have a bite of that? I'd be like, no. I'd be like, can I have a, just a mousy bite? <laughs> a little mouse bite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> be like, okay, fine, a mousy bite. And then, of course, eventually, like, we would end up just taking, like, a full-on bite. Be like, no, you said you was going to be a mousy bite, and it wasn't. <laughs> That's the stupidest shit. But anyway. Love it. He explains that he went to the roof, and he got the coins. Yep. And he spread them all out on the table and videotaped all of them. Yep. So be like, here, look, here they all are. And he also videotaped Ray and Carl and Bobby getting home and taking the bag of coins out of Ray's trunk. Yep. So they'll be easily identifiable for yep. the police. Also, he dropped off a package mm-hmm. that was that video along with a letter and sent it to his friend, explaining the whole situation. Yeah, and Ray's like, cool, you got us. Good job. Yeah. Uh, where'd you put the coins, though? Timmy says, wouldn't you like to know? <sighs> I do genuinely love Macaulay Culkin. Yep. 
But his acting in this movie is so bad. Yep. I can't even explain it. It's just like he, it's like he doesn't care. It's like, yeah, he's like, I did Home Alone. I don't really have to try. I don't know. Like, it's just weird. Yeah. I mean, we haven't done it yet, but I remember Richie Rich being better. And yeah. Richie Rich had not yet come out. Weird. Maybe he just wasn't feeling this terrible script. Maybe. I mean, But he's not trying. No, he's definitely not. Uh, So Bobby gets really mad. He's like, if I ever sassed my dad like that, he would have you know, given me the belt. So yeah. he's like, just stands up, take his belt off. He's like, we're not going to hit anybody. You know, calm yeah. down, calm down, down. At least there's that. Yeah. Timmy's like, yeah, you can't hurt me, dude, actually, because that friend that I told you about, I have a different password for every night and I have to call him every night and tell him the new password. And if I don't, he'll take that video and the letter to the cops and explain everything. Yep. So you got to just leave me alone. I wish I could just have popped in right now into the movie Uh and been like, the cops won't believe it anyway. So it doesn't matter. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, you should see these cops. Well, maybe wherever Jason lives, the cops are better. Oh, yeah, maybe so. Yeah. And, you know, so all the adults are like, what the shit? Uh They're floored by this plan. Uh Ray says, okay, all right. So I'm not the model father. You're angry. I understand that. But I still am your father, Tim. And I know something. I know that you would never rat on your own flesh and blood. Which, I'm, at this point, I was like, why not? Who the fuck are you to him? You're nobody. You He doesn't know you. Yeah. And Timmy says, just try me. Which I'm like, fuck yeah, Tim. Yeah, get him. Don't let that man guilt you into blah, 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 blah. We're blood, Timmy. Oh, then where have you been? Right. Where's my birthday card? I know you were in jail, but you're not in jail now. All you had to do was send me a birthday card. Yeah. So, Bobby says, you know what, fuck this. I'm going to go look for him. So he starts tossing Ray's apartment. They all do. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I'm sure they're in here somewhere. Uh Uh-huh. There's, like, a little montage of them doing this, and Timmy's being annoying in the background and eating, like, an entire bunch of bananas. Yeah, he's always eating a banana at a different, like, point in the banana. You know, <laughs> like, in every shot. I'm like, how many bananas Right. did it take to change a light bulb? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so they go through this whole montage of them looking through the apartment, and then they, like, get into a little huddle, and they're chatting, and they're like, okay, maybe it's in a locker somewhere, you know? Yeah. Maybe you took it to a bus station or a train station or whatever. And Bobby's like, it could be a million different places in the city. You know, how long were we gone and he was here by himself? Right. And Bobby is like, well, what if there is no friend? And what if he's bluffing about that part? Mm -hmm. So they all look over at Timmy and Timmy looks at them and is like, hey, does his little sassy Macaulay Culkin wave that he does. And they're all like, no, he's he's not bluffing. He's not bluffing. Ray's like, I'm going to kill him. Bobby's like, yeah, fuck yeah, now we're talking. Just give me, like, five minutes alone with this kid. I'm going to torture him and get all the information out of him. Ray's like, no, 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 if anybody's going to kill him, it's going to be me. (laughs) And then Ray goes over and very gently is like, what do you want? Yeah, and Bobby's like, he wants in on the deal. Right. Timmy says, nay, I don't want your money. It's ill-gotten. Stealing is wrong. Yeah. Okay. But Ray's like, listen. And again, what I was saying earlier, victimless crime. Those coins didn't belong to anybody. The person that they belonged to died, and then the government took them. What right does the government have to them more so than us? Right. That's pretty much what Ray says. He says, the government, the state confiscated them. They stole them, Tim, and now they're trying to sell them. And you know where that money's going to? To buy limousines for fat cat politicians. That's where. But you know what I'm going to do? See, I'm going to buy the place I work. You know, the bakery. I'm going to expand. I'm going to hire more people. Those people will pay more taxes, and eventually the government will make its money back, and your dad will have a respectable business. Mm-hmm. Timmy says, so what you're saying is, you want to go straight, but in order to do that, you have to steal? Yeah. I'm 11, and that seems dumb even to me. Hey, how old's this kid? Oh, uh, he's 11. Oh. Yeah, so then Ray's like, fine, what the fuck do you want? What is it that you want? And Timmy finally reveals his demands. He says, you've ignored me ever since I got here. Yesterday? Yesterday. 
I was planning a robbery. That's fair. He showed up unannounced and your dad was in the middle of a robbery. Literally, what do you want? But Timmy's like, look, I have this itinerary. I want to do all these things. I want to go to the museum and the aquarium and a Giants game. And I want you to come with me. And I want you to pretend like you're having a good time. Yes. And if you do that at the end of the week, I'll give you your coins back. I'll tell you where they are. Yeah, well, you know. Not that hard. Uh, At this point, I'm like, Timmy, I am begging you to put father-son haircut on the (laughs) list of things to do because you both so badly need one. Yeah. So I read that Colkin was supposed to have a short and tidy haircut for this role, but he had let it grow out and his dad put in his contract that he'd be allowed to keep it in that style for the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Though I don't think that it matches with what the character of Timmy would do. No, I can definitely see him being like, let's go get my first ever like barbershop haircut together or something like that. It seems like a very father-son thing to do. Or like kept up with his hair. He just seems like a kid that would have kept up with his hair being short. Yeah. Because he's kind of like that. Yeah. It's interesting because I read that he grew his hair out for this movie. Yeah. And then as soon as they were done filming it, he cut it all off. But I couldn't find sources for either of those yeah. things. No, me so, neither. Who knows? Uh, who knows? But Ray has no other choice. So he's like, all right, I guess that's what we're doing. Fine. That's what we're doing. That's all we got. Yeah. And Timmy says, all right, I'm full of bananas. I'm going to bed. Yep. You can sleep on the couch. I don't know where Bobby and Carl sleep. In that apartment somewhere. But Timmy's taking the bed. So good night. Yep. So now. <laughs> this is if you guys. <laughs> okay. You guys should like pause and stretch because as bad as you think it is at this point, it's gonna get worse. The police in this movie. Because now we meet the police. Make it so much worse somehow. Yeah. They are awful. They're on their own other planet of awful. And it is for this. They're they're even from a different movie. Yeah. And it's just bad. That is equally bad. It's so bad. So we see on a TV, there's a detective interviewing the homeless man from earlier. Yes. The man that overheard Bobby and Ray arguing. And he's got all the right info. He's like, yeah, I heard these guys. Their names were Bob and Ray. They were arguing about coins they stole and how they wanted, you know, the one guy wanted his share and whatever, whatever. They have a fence. His name is Dobbs. He has all the information. Yep. But they don't believe him because he's drunk and he's like, I get $50, right, for telling you this information. Yeah, which is fair. So then we go to the office where this television is being watched by two men and a woman in a stupid hat. Yeah. Her name is Detective Walsh. Sure is. They're watching the interview. The guy in the white shirt who is behind the big desk is like, oh, okay, great. That's all you've got. And then the other guy who's wearing a tan shirt is basically like, oh, that's all we've got. Which I'm like, what do you mean we? What did you do? Yeah. Yeah, what have you been doing? It's it's very much like, the you know, you see, like, a dad who's, like, disappointed with the present that his wife bought for their kid for Christmas, but he had no input, and he's yeah. just like, oh, that's what we got him? And it's like, you didn't do shit, man! Yeah, you weren't there. Feels like that, where he's like, oh, this is all the information that we have, and it's like, it's the information that I got, I don't know what you were doing. Yeah. So, Walsh is like, yeah, well, you know, the security guards couldn't identify anyone because they had been pepper sprayed. Uh-huh. And her partner is like, we'll come back when we've got something better. Mm. yeah cool cool come back when you know who did it and then i'll tell you why you're wrong anyway yeah because that's what's gonna happen yeah so he's like yeah tan shirt partner is like trying to cut off detective walsh and he's like sorry sir when we have something better to give you we'll we'll come back and she's like no no no, hang on i'm not done i do have something i have more information she doesn't talk like that at all me oh it's true (laughs) okay she's like but hang on i think i do have something here (laughs) 
after she did actual fucking police work. Yes, she she's did. like, I found these two guys who have done crimes together in the past. Their names are Bobby Drace and Ray Gleason. Coincidence? <laughs> oh my god. And Tantra's like, yeah, 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 yeah. They were in jail for tiny things like grand theft and mail fraud, but this was a big time job. And yeah, I'm but like, they're still related. Like it's still theft. It's still theft. It's not like of like money. Yeah, it's not like they were doing, like, sex crimes. They're like, yeah. yes, we're stealing yeah. and trying to make a profit. And, like, no one has ever escalated a crime before. No, never. Also, says Walsh, uh-huh. I looked and I found a bunch of coin robberies and Dobbs is probably involved with a lot of them. We should look them up. It was like, his name came up in, like, four out of five of them or something. Yeah, he's probably involved and he was named by this guy that I found. Yeah. The whole time that this conversation is happening the three of them are wandering around the precinct and he's like he keeps picking up pill bottles and looking at them and they're not right and so he sets them down yeah i went back after i watched the scene once i went back and counted there are at least 31 that he like picks up looks at nope that's not what he wants keeps moving yeah they're in various places they're on a microwave they're by the coffee maker one is very high on a shelf by itself yeah, there's this weird, like, ongoing plot with the police chief or whatever captain and him being obsessed with taking vitamins because they're all, all the pill bottles are just vitamins. Yeah. And it's, it feels like whoever wrote the script learned that the best way to make characters seem believable is to give them quirks. Yeah. So they gave him vitamins. Yeah. And they gave Walsh hats. Hats. She's got a bunch of hats. She's a real person. Oh, I just, I hate the scene because, again, it's the wiggling, but it's like, they're moving the whole time. She's mm. trying to actually solve this crime yeah. and show him the work that she has done. She's like, look at these files. Look at all this shit that I have, all this research that I have done. He's not paying attention. He's wandering around, getting in people's way. This tan shirt guy is also wandering around, not doing anything. Yeah. Not at all contributing to this. He makes a great joke. Oh, yeah. Tell he me says, about it. Well, I gotta go talk to Sharon Stone in interrogation. <laughs> oh, man. you Do you kids remember Basic Instinct, that really great movie where Sharon Stone shows everyone her vagina? You remember, kids? The movie? Do you remember it? Don't worry, we'll cover it on a different episode of this podcast. <laughs> no, we won't. It's rated R. Anyway, that's his one contribution is he, like, questions her because he's like, oh, they didn't steal coins before, so I don't think this was them. And then he's like, oh, I gotta go look at Sharon Stone's vagina, which I'm like, then go. You know what? Go. Because you're not helping. So, Captain Man, Captain Vitamin. <laughs> Lieutenant Vitamin, please. Oh, yes, excuse me. Captain Vitamin was my father. <laughs> Lieutenant Vitamin finally finds whatever bottle he was looking for. Yep. Walsh suggests putting surveillance on Ray and Bobby so that that will maybe lead them to Dobbs instead of arresting them right away, because that might scare Dobbs off. Smart. Very smart. Tan shirt police partner opens the bottle. Mm-hmm. His one use. Yeah, he's good for that, at least. And, uh... They head back to the office. Yes. Yeah. Captain Vitamin D says, <laughs> That's a really good argument, Walsh. Long, but good. Long? Long. She literally summed up, like, 20 hours worth of work and research into, like, 45 seconds? Yeah, like a super tight, like, succinct 45 seconds of, like, here's what I think and here's the info to back it up. Uh, and he's just like, okay, it was long, whatever. Please just stop fucking talking. Yeah. I but, haven't had my vitamins yet. Yeah. At the very least, he says, okay, whatever, go do it. Yeah. You've got a couple days, but 
before you leave, let me just remind you, just because I was friends with your dad doesn't mean that I think you're a good detective. This, your like probationary period is coming up and we've got to do a review, so don't blow this one. It's just both unnecessary and bad writing. Mm-hmm. It's like that, like, oh, the audience knows she's right, but the boss won't listen. Wow, I know, but... super creative, great, groundbreaking. Yeah. So, so unnecessary. I mean, it, it genuinely made me, like, very mad, this scene. Yes. Because she's, like, actually doing good work and doing her job, and he's, like, either flat out ignoring her or just being like, God, that took forever. Are you done talking yet? Which anyway, go even, look up your little bullshit. Like, it, it, but it's, it's not even, like, good writing. No. You know, like, it's not well done. Just because this is supposed to be a kids movie mm-hmm. doesn't mean that the way that you write a kids movie is by making it dumb right. and lazy. Right. It, you can still be creative and tell a good story. Right. Also, do kids care about, like, the inner workings of the police department and all this shit? No! Do kids care about vitamins? No! Or funny hats? Sorry, you already took the bee pollen. Wah! Just screaming. Anyway, so, back to Ray's apartment. He calls into work and says, hey, you know all those vacation days that I've been saving up? I need to take them now. I have a bit of a family emergency. Right. And his boss is super nice and is like, oh my gosh, yes, absolutely take it. So... Bobby and Carl are still there. Baker's not taking their vacation time. (laughs) We have to hoard them like a vacation day dragon. (laughs) Yeah, so he's he's called into work. Family emergency. Bobby and Carl are there still because they've never left. Huh? So Bobby is complaining to Ray. He's like, why do I have to be here? Why do I have to hang out with you? And Ray's like, you don't. You don't. Just fucking leave. Go home. And Bobby's like, no, I'm going to watch you. Yeah. Because I want to be there. When your fucking kid tells you where the coins are. Yeah, I'm going to be there so I can go get them. Yeah. And this is the point where I realized, because we've seen Bobby a couple times now on a couple different days, that he wears the exact same thing every day. Mm-hmm. He just changes the color of his shirt. Yeah. So he's got like an undershirt. Yeah. And then an overshirt that's tucked in, unbuttoned all the way, but tucked in. Yeah, he's got a look. And then a leather jacket. That's his quirk. I don't like it. Makes it makes him seem like a real person. No, it doesn't. No one dresses like this. No. And he has that fucking greaser haircut. They all have weird hair. Yeah, the yeah. I and I then his leather movie. hat. I hate this movie. Have I, I mentioned that? I do too. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> so Walsh and her partner, whose name is Saransky, which they do not say for a very long time, but thanks to subtitles, we know that his name is Saransky. Great. So I'll call him that instead of Tam. Okay. They are staking out Ray's apartment. Yes. And see that Bobby and Ray are walking out together. Yes. And Walsh is like, see, I told you, they're hanging out. They probably stole the shit together. Yeah. And Saransky's like, what's with the kid? And I'm like, do some fucking research, man. <laughs> yeah. Just do anything. But she's like, I don't know. And then she, <laughs> she's like, that's Ray. Which I'm like, yeah, you have their files in front of them. And Bobby and Ray look incredibly different. I think he can at least figure that. Maybe he can't figure maybe that he out. Because he can't he do a goddamn thing. That's true. Maybe yeah. not. But so she's like, that one's Ray. I don't know this other guy. Whatever. Yeah, they're all getting in the car together. Yep. Timmy says, okay, if you're coming, you have to join in on all the fun. Yep. Also, put your seatbelt on. Yeah. And Carl says, I don't think mine will fit. Oh, uh, did you know that Carl is fat? I didn't. I didn't notice. <sighs> I will say, the literal, only, minutely entertaining part about this movie is Carl. Yeah. Because he does get actually excited for all the activities that they're about to do. Yeah. 
that his character is dumb and pointless and everyone is mean to him and I don't understand why he's even there. I don't know. I don't get why he hangs out. I feel like he's pretty trusting too. And so I feel like he would just be like, well, Bobby, you can follow them around, but I'm going to go home. I trust Ray to give us these coins when he finds them. Yeah. I'm going to go to my own bed. He doesn't have a real like personality or a stake in anything or seem to be worried about the money. Like, no, I don't even know why he's there. He's just incredibly stupid, but not stupid all the time. Sometimes he'll say something that's like very succinct or like exactly on point. And everybody's like, you're such a fucking idiot. And I'm like, is he dumb <laughs> or is he not dumb anyway uh. so uh yeah timmy's like let's go also stop smoking around me right yeah because that's bad for me cool Th- okay this is the point it's 36 minutes and 54 seconds in which <laughs> oh my god we've been talking about this for more than an hour at this point great i was like not one second of this movie has been fun no it's not like super serious and it's not sad but it's not fun. I'm not having fun. No, I don't. And I don't care. No. I I do not. I genuinely do not care. Yep. They have not made me care about a single character in this movie. No, I don't care if any of them succeed or fail or whatever. I just Die. genuinely don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. Don't care. So then we go to the aquarium. Walsh and Saransky are sitting outside of the aquarium and see mm-hmm. them going in. And she says, the aquarium? What are they doing here? Oh, fucking Saran Wrap thinks he's funny, and he's like, oh, maybe they're robbing the place. Any minute now, come running out with a porpoise under each arm. Maybe he should just be a stand-up comedian, because he's a shitty cop. (laughs) Fair. We're inside of the aquarium, and Carl goes, whoa, fish! (laughs) It's funnier when you do it than the whole movie. Oh, yeah. He's like, uh, hey, look, they're feeding the sharks. Yeah. And Bobby says, I wish he was the main course. Yeah, and he does a little twirl. Whackety schmackety do. He's always, he's like twirling around. He's just like, whoop, 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 does a twirl. Oh, yeah, I wish he was the main course. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Carl's fat and Bobby hates Timmy. Yeah. Great. Cool. So, Ray is trying to teach Timmy about fish, but he doesn't know <sighs> dick about fish. Yeah. So that part's boring. Timmy's yeah. way smarter than he is. I know. He's like, hey, all fish have a defense, you know, like squids shooting or whatever. And Timmy's like, well, squid aren't fish. Yeah. He's and- like, yeah, they are. You go to a fish restaurant, you get some calamari. What is it? It's squid. And he's like, right. I mean, that's, yeah, it's seafood. It all goes together. You get it out of the ocean, you eat it. But like <sighs> a squid is not a fish. So then he goes over and he interrupts this man who's giving a tour just to be like, hey, you tell me one second. I got a question for you. What? Just real quick. Is a squid a fish? And the guy's like, no, it's a cephalopod. And he's like, oh, uh, hey, Timmy, how'd you get to be so smart? And Timmy's like, I don't know. It doesn't run in the family. And I'm like, why are you hanging out? We uh, all hate each other. This is terrible. This is terrible. Anyway. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. Carl asks Ray how he and Timmy are getting along. Mm-hmm. And Ray says, terrific. End of the day. He'll be in the palm of my hand, Carl. Yep. Cool. Don't care. So now we're at a Giants game. Take <sighs> me out to the hub. Which means I get to talk about baseball for a second because Bucket Snake just fell asleep. I'm sad about Candlestick Park because it makes me very sad when baseball stadiums are named after a corporation and not something cool. And Candlestick Park used to be named after Candlestick Point oh. in San Francisco because candlestick birds used to hang out there. Oh. And so they're like, this is called Candlestick Park. But baseball stadium there is called Candlestick Park. Now it's called Oracle Park after the Oracle Corporation. And it's boring and corporate and I hate it. Great. Moving on. <laughs> R. Good R. to know. R.I.P. Candlestick. Yeah, so, so they're there watching a baseball game. 
Ray is asking Timmy some baseball trivia and giving him a dollar every time he gets it right. Yeah. You know, Ray, Ray throws around a lot of money in this movie so, for somebody that needs to commit crimes. He just bought four baseball tickets. Yeah. And the aquarium isn't cheap. No. Even though that aquarium was eating. dog shit. Yeah. Like, super, so not a single plant in with those fish. No. And they live in San Francisco. I refuse to believe that they were at the actual San Francisco yeah, Aquarium. Anyway, Walsh is also there, breathing breathily. That's all she do. Eating her popcorn with her little binoculars watching them. Why are they at a baseball game? God. So apparently it's bat day. Yeah. And everyone has been given a full-size bat. Yeah, I don't think they do that anymore. No. That's expensive. Someone is hitting Bobby with their bat. So he yells at them. Mm-hmm. And then he says... A hundred thousand kids with lethal weapons here. What's next? Meat cleaver day? Uzi day? That line is actually funny. This next scene could be very funny. Oh god, but it's not. Because there's like an adult who's like in charge of all of these children. And you know, Bobby's like, tell them to knock it off. And he's like, alright kids, pass your bats down. And so there's this like extended scene of just like clunk, clunk, clunk. Where everyone is passing down these wooden bats like down. And there's like 30 kids. Yeah. And, and this it, man's just trying to hold 30 bats. Yeah, it could be very funny, but they just talk over it. Yeah. And so they just ignore that this funny thing is happening. And so you kind of have to ignore it because you have to pay attention to the dialogue. And it's like, well, why did you bother? Yeah. Like, it it could be so well done. So Timmy wants to know if Carl and Bobby have to go everywhere with them, which we've discussed this so many times that I don't even care. We Ray, know. Ray is like, no, if you tell us where the coins are, they don't have to go with us. Mm-hmm. And Timmy says, well, I won't, because then you won't take me anywhere. Mm-hmm. Your literal partners in crime don't trust you, so why should I? Fair point. Carl comes back from the concession stand with food. Yep. But he's put Bobby's ice cream sandwich under the hot dogs, yeah. so it's melted. What an idiot. Bobby's like, whatever, I'll just go get my own. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Timmy tries to warn him. He's like, hey man, look out, because all those bats are at the end of the row. And... Bobby's like, fuck you, Timmy. Yeah. And then he just trips over the bats and falls all the way down the stairs. Uh Uh-huh, with all the bats. They make all their wooden bat clunking noises and they all go tumbling down. And it should be funny. Yeah, I love when people fall down. I know. That's like the height of comedy for me. I know. Especially bad people. Yeah. I didn't even smile when this happened. (sighs) No. It's so contrived. There is no joy or humor in this movie. No. Part of it, I'm starting to realize at this point... Is that the music doesn't match what's happening a lot of the time? Music, I don't think. I did because yeah. I kept just being like, "It's so it feels so heartfelt and like, oh, what I want, but I don't know. It just it is out of place most of the time. Yeah, um, it's a huge, yeah, distraction, distraction. Yeah. yeah. So here we are at the zoo. Yeah, I thought it was the zoo because we just see like some water and a bunch of reeds, and I was like, "Is it a hippopotamus?" But no, it's Walsh in some reeds on the side of a lake. Yep. Because Timmy and Ray are in a boat together going fishing. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, are they doing this all in one day, Ferris Bueller style? But then we, they're wearing different shirts, so it's a different day. Yeah. So great. anyway, uh, Timmy is not good at fishing. No, he's just like throwing his fishing pole at the water, basically. And sure. the line isn't going anywhere. And Ray's like, didn't anyone ever teach you how to cast? And Timmy said, no, my father was usually in jail. Yeah, which I'm like, he said anyone, you angsty little shit, not your dad. Like, <sighs> did anyone ever teach you how to cast? This isn't about me, Timothy. It's someone else who is not me. Fuck you. So anyway, Ray shows him how to do it. Yeah. Oh, exciting. They're bonding. They're, they're learning not, how to though. fish together. They're Shut not. up, they're bonding. 
Timmy's like, oh, did your dad teach you how to do that? And Ray's like, no, my dad did not teach me how to fish. And Timmy's like, oh, so your family was dysfunctional too? And I'm like, maybe his dad just doesn't know how to fish. And he had other adult men in his life who taught him how to do it. Doesn't mean his dad doesn't has to do to it. Man. There are other, you're, lots you're of people so like to right. fish. Yeah. There are other people in your life that could have taught you how to do this, but you were too busy being a angsty little shit. Whatever. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I can't. Ah, I hate this movie. Yeah. So Tim, Timmy is basically like, listen, you have to pretend to have fun with me for this whole week, but I'm going to be an asshole the entire time because right. that's part of the fun for me. Yeah. I. He's having a great time being a dick and I making his dad feel bad. This movie for not being around. has no no joy or humor or whatever. It also has no charm. No, because we don't even like Timmy. I don't like Timmy. He sucks. If he, what does he want out of this? He doesn't want his dad's approval. He thinks he's smarter than his dad. He thinks he's better than his dad. Right. I don't understand what he's trying to get out of it. Right. Just prove that he's better than him? Look at look at all this fun you could be having with me, all the shit that you're missing? No, I'm not, because you've been rude to me this whole time. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. So, meanwhile, on the shore, Bobby is pacing, and Carl is fishing in his suit. In his bright red suit. Uh, Bobby is, like, freaking out. What are they talking about over there? They're probably scheming about ways to, you know cut us out of the deal da, 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 da. Carl's like hey why don't you just calm down and catch a fish or some shit he throws his line back it hooks Bobby in the face <sighs> again it's supposed to be funny and it's not it it's just not. not it feels painful and and now we're at awkward. the museum great uh, <laughs> so everyone's looking at the zebras yeah Timmy's like they're endangered and Carl says yeah right that means threatened with extinction probably won't be around much longer yeah, Timmy condescendingly pats Carl on the shoulder and says, that's great, Carl. There's, like, no emotion. Timmy's just a smug little shit. I'm like, you don't even know this man. This is a grown-ass man that you don't know, and you've already joined in on the, like, wow, you're such a fucking idiot, Carl. Like, leave him alone. He hasn't done anything to you. At least yeah. he's nice to you. Bobby, on the other hand, is losing his fucking mind. Yeah, he's like, hee hee hee, endangered species. <laughs> then he imagines Timmy among the zebras. Yeah, so they're, like, standing in front of this, like, stuffed zebra display, and he has this brief vision of, like, Timmy crouched down at the watering hole with his ass in the air, pretending to be a zebra, but Timmy is, like, alive and blinking, and it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> anyway, so Timmy says, I gotta hit the head. <sighs> Child. And uh, Ray's like, oh, there's a bathroom right over there. So he takes off, and Bobby's like, oh, this is my moment to get Timmy alone yeah, so that I can scare him and get him to give up the information. Yep. So he follows Timmy into the bathroom, but tries to, like, oh, I'm not following you. Because every time Timmy turns around, he does, like, a quick, like, whoop, I'm looking this way. But he just ends up doing a twirl and then immediately starts following him again. Just fucking follow him, dude, at this point. Like, you're not fooling anyone. Yeah. So now we're in the bathroom. Uh-huh. Whatever you think is about to happen is about to happen. Uh-huh. Bobby thinks that he sees Timmy in a stall, so he walks up to it, but... We see that Timmy is standing on the toilet one stall over. Mm-hmm. Bobby yanks the door open, because it's not locked, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Grabs a kid. Yeah. Who is not Timmy. Nope. And he starts yelling, Daddy, he's watching me pee! Uh-huh. And the kid has been spun around, so he's peeing on Bobby's feet. Yep. And then Bobby says, I made a mistake. Yeah. Oh, I made a mistake. But and then the, the dad of this child just punches him in the face anyway. Yeah, comes over and decks him. Which is fair. I mean... I don't care how many times you say I made a mistake. You just grabbed my child who was in the bathroom, like, by his shoulders. Yeah. Threateningly. I'm probably going to deck you in the face, too. For sure. So while he's laid out on the floor, Timmy sticks his face up over the stall door and goes, oof. And this is the point where I was just really like, 
The music is to blame. Is it like heartfelt in this? I can't remember, but it was just like, it's so off. (sighs) Yeah. I don't know if I can properly convey via podcast why the scene is so awkward. Do your best. Besides the obvious, you know, grabbing a kid while he's peeing. Right. Fucking weird. Yeah. But it just like implied that Timmy set all this up on purpose. Right. Did he not actually have to pee? Right. Did he know that Bobby was going to follow him? Did right. he know there would be another kid in there with the same hair he has? Right. Like, why did he go in there and stand on the toilet? Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. I, it's bizarre, because, I mean... He doesn't know that Bobby even has this idea that he needs to get him alone and yell at him. Well, he's way smarter than everybody, and he knows how fidgety Bobby is, so he must know that Bobby has it out for him, because he's so smart and ten steps ahead of everybody I mean, maybe you could argue he went in the bathroom, he saw that this kid was wearing the same jeans as he was, and so he was like, oh, I'll hide, and maybe no, Bobby will... No. The stall door had to be unlocked. No. The Like, no, none of it makes any sense. And then he's like, oof, like, oh, you fell right into my trap, Bobby. Like, Yeah, that's no. the part of him being like, haha, I got you, basically. And yeah. it's like, what? You don't know that this dad was gonna punch you? Like... uh... or punch him like it's just so many things that had to come together perfectly that he could not have planned for or even anticipated so anyway now they're ice skating oh great timmy has his camera again even though he hasn't had it for the rest of the day but you know i think this is a different day who the fuck cares they seem to be having fun this is the other thing too it's hard to tell what fucking day it is because they wear the same exact outfit every single day just in different colors yeah and so i don't know what day this is i don't know if it's a different day or the same day it just makes it worse i know it's like a getting to know you montage but like holy shit yeah it's a several day getting to know you montage which the cops who have been following them the whole time are there mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Fucking Serrano Pepper wants to know who the kid is. <laughs> and I'm like, you've been following them. He's yeah. been with them the whole time. Why yeah. are you just now asking? Yeah. Who's this kid? Well, he asked him before. What's with the kid? Have you been following them for the last three days? Yeah. yeah. Have you not asked? Yes. No. No. He just finally was like, all right. This is that the same kid from before? He is no, he is not paying attention. I imagine he's been spending this entire three days looking at Teresa Walsh's ass because he's not helping at all. He's been driving the car and looking at her butt. That's what he's been doing. Well, Walsh says breathily, he must be Ray's kid because he's too good looking to belong to the other two. Yeah. That's my breathy voice. That's beautiful. It's bad. Saransky says, yeah, Ray's good looking. I wonder what his sign is. Which for a second I thought I was like, oh, maybe he's attracted to him, which actually would be a cute angle for this movie. Or like an interesting one. But no, no, he's just being a dick. And also, maybe it's in his fucking file, you hack. So Carl (laughs) and Bobby are very bad at skating, but Ray and Timmy are like hamming it up and they're having a good time and the music kind of finally matches for one second because they actually seem to be having a good time. They're like giggling and then Ray falls down. And uh, then they pan over God. to Walsh, which I was like, okay, oh no. Yep. So this is our stay out of jail moment. Yep. Because as previously stated on this podcast, you have to have a romantic relationship in a movie or they will send you directly to jail. Yep. So they're trying not to go to jail in this movie. It zooms in on Walsh's face, who is watching them skate, and she is smiling at Ray's antics, like, fondly. Like, she's like, oh, she's just got this little smirky, like, oh, this is so cute that he's like, look at him. He's learning to be a good dad. How has this movie 
gotten even worse. I was like, can I can I throw my laptop through my TV screen? So we're back at the apartment. Uh-huh. Bobby and Carl are there. What? Obviously. Bobby has ice cubes on his head. Yeah, he just has like the plastic tray with ice cubes in it set on top of his head. Is it from ice skating or is it from getting Oops. punched in the face or is it from getting hit by a baseball bat i don't know because their montages keep being like getting not in the right order fish hook in his face he's had so many things have happened to him you see so i guess it's from ice skating because ray is like squeezing his feet like massaging his own feet oh whatever timmy's on the phone with his friend yep tells him that today's password is bogus yep uh and then don't forget timmy says and explains the whole plan again Mm mm-hmm thanks thank you and then he tells all the adults, you guys better get your sleep because we got a big day tomorrow. And yeah. uh, He has a couch and a chair. Yeah. I'm Where just saying. Sleep? I mean, I... I know we keep harping on this, but I like, know. it's a one bedroom apartment. He has a couch and a chair. I wonder where we're going tomorrow, says Carl. That's cute. Carl's excitement is all that is keeping me alive right now. It's true. But also, Timmy handed you a literal fucking itinerary when he got there. So you know where you're going tomorrow. It's written down. But anyway, it's fine. Where are we going? We're going to a theme park. They're on a roller coaster. Ah, they're screaming. Oh, my God. It's so scary that they're on this roller coaster together. Uh, There is one small, cute moment of reprieve. Carl and Bobby are holding hands on the coaster. That is that is adorable. It is cute. Yep. But then they make us watch Carl throw up. So right. Right. you ruined it. <sighs> um, well, guess who's also there? Who's there? Walsh and Serendipity. Oh, my God. How weird. Yeah. Uh, then we see the scene where Timmy is recording his own music video. This part is the most awkward thing I've have ever seen in my entire fucking life. It's super awkward. So you get to like pick outfit. I, I mean, I guess these are at like fairs or theme parks or whatever, where you get to like pick outfits and you pick a song and you lip sync and you make your own music video to it, whatever. Great. Timmy has chosen Do You Love Me, which is a very high energy song about learning how to dance. Yep. That's the whole thing. Do you love me now that I can dance? Yeah, and he's singing it, like, right to his dad. Yeah. To imply a, like, do you love me now, dad? Do you love me yet? Don't you love me now? Are I... we getting along better? Don't you want me around? Why? Uh, I think that this is meant to be the scene where Ray realizes that his kid is fun and cool and maybe likes spending time with him. Mm-hmm. That's but awkward. just awkward and goofy and yeah. fucking weird. Yeah. Also, Macaulay Culkin is fucking phoning it in at this point. He's barely lip syncing. He's, like, moving around super slowly. It's such a high-energy seat. Like, he should be, like, going off the walls and dancing a bunch and, like, going crazy. But he's just, like, barely moving. There's a scene where he's, like, they show his just his feet. And I'm like, I know that's not Macaulay Culkin's feet. That's some other child. Yeah. Because he's, like, he's, like, a fucking zombie for it and then carl joins in at some point and they're dancing together and it's like meant to be cute because timmy is like imitating the dance that carl is doing and that at one point carl is like oh my back hurts like oh my god and timmy starts doing that too yeah but again with so little like emotion and passion that it falls so flat nothing in this movie is fun yep uh so then we get another montage of them being on roller coasters they're in a batting cage they go down a water slide which all of a sudden they're all wearing swimsuits yes they kept them with them in their dog pocket just for that bobby is still wearing his hat as he goes into the pool and ray is smoking a cigar while he goes down the slide which was like his thing at the beginning but then they forgot about it halfway through and now he's doing it again i don't know 
This is the movie of a hundred meaningless montages. <laughs> yes. Now we're at mini golf. Ray's got a cigar again because they were like, oh, wasn't that his thing? Yeah, just just add it in here. No one will notice. Yeah, great. Timmy says, hey, guys. What? Why don't we make this interesting? Bobby says, oh, just hit the ball, you little rodent. I am so tired of what you find interesting. Which is fair. But Timmy says, all right, if any one of you beats me, I'll tell you where the coins are. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Any one of us. Yeah. The three of us. Yeah. Against you. Yep. What happens if you win? You have to take me to Baskin Robbins. Well, shit. Carl's like, oh, I like that place. <laughs> yeah. So they confer for some reason. Yeah, it's an obvious choice. There's no it's, losing. There's no loophole. Yeah. Yeah, you get the coins or you go to Baskin Robbins. That's it. Yeah, you're going to get the coins anyway, presumably, at the end of the week. But he's offering to give them to you early. Hey, guess what happens? What? There's a montage. Oh, shit. Of them playing putt-putt golf. Yeah. Uh, Bobby and Carl are bad at it. Yeah, they don't know the meaning of the word putt. They keep hitting it as hard as possible. Did you know that Bobby and Carl are not good at things? What? And they're clumsy. Weird. Uh, and dumb. Since when? Well, Carl is trying to putt at the pirate ship. Mm-hmm. Timmy says, hey, Carl, did you know pirates buried the treasure they stole? Do they? Yeah. You know how they found it afterwards? No. A treasure map. Oh, my God. Like, literal two-year-olds know this. I know that he's, like, trying to elude and, like, plant seeds in Carl's brain. I know that that's what he's doing. Yeah. But I don't care. But it's so fucking clumsy. And it's like, he's a grown man. So Bobby and Ray are yelling at each other about their terrible mini golf skills. Mm -hmm, Because they're about to lose. Yeah, they're down to the last hole. Sink this one and you win, Dad. Think about all this shot is worth. All that money. Yeah. Bobby's like, what are you trying to psych him out? You can't psych him out. He's the man. Come on, Ray. You got this. Here. I'm going to scrape off the turf. And he like lays down and he's got his face right next to the hole. Which I thought he was going to get hit in the face with a golf ball. Because that definitely seems to be what this is leading up to. Yeah, it seems like the setup. Because they keep hurting Bobby in different ways and it's yeah. all slapsticky. And then they don't do that. So I'm like, the one time where a slapstick thing would have made sense. Yeah. They don't do it. No. Nope. Timmy talking was definitely not going to psych him out, but maybe your goddamn face next to the goddamn hole might add some pressure because (laughs) he misses. Yep. So while they're leaving, Bobby is talking shit and Carl, Bobby and Carl are like behind Ray and Timmy. Right. And Carl's like, wait, he said something about a treasure map. Maybe he made one. And Bobby's like, oh, that's great. But let's not tell Ray. Yeah. We'll just look for it. We'll look for it ourselves. And then, you know, we got to make sure... That it's true before we tell Ray. Yeah, you know, let's just not tell him yet until we yeah. know for sure. And Carl's like, okay. I don't understand the tension. Yeah. Because they can't even sell the coins until Sunday. So what does it matter? Right. It doesn't. He's leaving Saturday. Yeah. They can't sell the coins till Sunday. Yep. They're going to get them back in time. Like, I understand that they're probably, like, worried if they're safe wherever they are. Sure. But it's not like they can get the money any sooner. No. Even so if even they if had him, yeah. won the golf game and got the coins, it wouldn't matter. Think of what all this is worth. It would just nothing make him feel better to have them in his sight or know where they are, where he can go look at them. Right. Or well, he wants to take his third with him and like put them in his house that he presumably lives in somewhere, in his own space, or I guess in his I don't know the bench that he sleeps on at night <laughs> when he's not sleeping at Ray's apartment. Uh so on their, they're on their way to get ice cream. Yeah. Because Timmy won. Right. Bobby and Carl are in the backseat whispering to each other. Yep. And they're both like, you know, hey, why don't you just uh, drop us off at your place? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because we live at your house. Yep. They 
truly just do sleep there. Timmy says, oh, you don't want ice cream? And Carl's like, what? No, I want ice cream. And Bobby's like, no, 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 no. And he gets so nice all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh, man, you know, that golf game really sure did wipe us out. We had such a good time playing golf, but now we're just bushwhacked. So, you know what? You guys go. You guys go and you have fun together without us. We're just going to go. We're just going to catch a little shot. I will see you in the morning bright and early. We have more fun tomorrow. Yeah, what a great time we're having. And it's so fucking sus. Like, just be your cranky shit self and just be like, I don't want to go fucking ice cream. I don't want to look at your rat face, little kid's <laughs> face anymore. That would have been way more believable. Yeah, I know. But whatever. Yeah, so. Ray is suspicious, but Timmy's like, come on, dad, let's go. Yeah. And they drop Carl and Bobby off and head to ice cream. And Ray's like, wonder what they're up to. Mm-hmm. Why do they suddenly trust me? And Timmy's like, well, you know, I told them I wouldn't tell you where the coins were unless we were all together. Oh, yeah. Ray's like, oh, they bought that? He's like, they must have because they're not here anymore. Everyone in this movie is an idiot, and I hate them. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, Carl and Bobby are looking through Ray's place for a map. Yep. They find it in the blinds. Yep. It was rolled up. Yep. Cool, says Bobby. Tomorrow, when Ray and Timmy are hanging out, we will follow this uh, map. Uh-huh. It's going to be even more suspicious that Bobby's like, you know what? I totally trust you, Ray. You guys go do all the fun things that you're doing. We'll just hang back here in your apartment, I assume. Yep. Anyway, so- whatever. Back to the cops. Yep. So we get Walsh, who's like, they're sitting outside of the Baskin Robbins, watching them eat ice cream in the rain. Yeah. And they're like, again, still, forever, 12 days later, why is this kid here? Jeez, I can't figure it out. Why are they taking that boy with them everywhere they go? Surely. Because his kid is in town and he wants to hang out with him. Surely, if Ray has been in jail that much, it is on file that he has a child. He has been to family court before. He has lost custody of this child. Even if it's not on file, I feel like you could infer he's a dad. His kid is in town. It's yeah. got nothing to do with the crime he just committed. And if you they don't just happen to be happening at the same time. That it is his kid. Maybe you should be worried that he has an 11-year-old boy with him. Either it's his kid or you should arrest him. Also, you're telling me at no point in the four days that you've been following them around, Timmy hasn't one time said dad out loud? No. They've been following him. When they were at the ice rink. Yeah. Walsh said, oh, that one must be his son because he's good looking or yeah. whatever. So yeah. they already figured it out. Why yeah, are you still asking? I know. <sighs> so guess what? What? They're eating ice cream. Yeah. And Ray is like, hey, why don't you tell me where the coins are, Timmy? Yeah. And Timmy's like. I'm not going to, because I don't want you to go to jail, because I'm embarrassed to tell my friends where you are. <laughs> there's still an hour of this movie Oh left. my god, there's so much left in this movie. <laughs> don't get it. Oh my god. Ray's like, oh, are you embarrassed of me? And he's like, yada, all my other friends have death. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to make it through this. <laughs> this is going to be the movie that breaks us. <laughs> We're going to take a break after this one. What happened to that podcast you listen to? Oh, well, both of the hosts just fucking died. They're, they've been institutionalized because they had to talk about getting even with dad. And it was so fucking bad. What if this is like the cursed movie and we didn't know? Like other movie podcasts have never covered this movie because everybody knows that it will break you. I guess. I guess. I don't know. Um, so some new cops show up. Oh, yeah, they roll past, and the one is like, hi, like, really creepily. And yeah, I'm like, I don't right. understand cool. what the point of that was. Um, but so they, they're there to take over, which I'm like, man, Walsh and Saransky have been, like, doing stuff all day. And these new cops just have to, like, sit outside of Ray's apartment, because presumably Ray and Timmy are going to go to bed. Yeah. What a cake gig. Right. 
But Walsh suggests, breathily, <laughs> how else would she do it, that they split up tomorrow. In case the bad guys split up again. And Saransky's like, no, I don't want you going out on your own. And she's like, I can do this job. I'm a good detective. I've been watching them all day. You've seen me do it. You know that I know how to do it. And yeah. he's like, I don't like the idea that he is watching you. Also, you should dress better. Also, you should dress sexier. Let's take some time out of this already stupid and boring plot to make fun of her shoes. Yeah. You stick out like a sore thumb because you dress like an old lady and not like a hot lady your age should dress. Uh, also, your shoes are ugly. And she's like, what's wrong with my shoes? My football coach had those shoes. Yeah. I don't care. I don't fucking care they just look like shoes she's just wearing clothes nobody in this movie is dressed normal anyway saransky just wears a tan jacket the whole time i don't give a shit yeah also they're probably comfortable shoes that she wears because she walks around all goddamn day because she's a detective it's the next morning ray's hair is down it actually looks better this way hey you know what is about to happen what i don't care i know (laughs) they're gonna have a five minute conversation about a goddamn toothbrush. About his toothbrush. Hey, Tim, have you seen my toothbrush? I threw it out. Why would you throw a man's toothbrush away? Well, their bristles were all matted and flattened down. Maybe I like them that way. You don't touch a man's toothbrush. It's really personal. Uh, I was just looking out for your oral health, Dad. You're supposed to change your toothbrush every three minutes. It takes so long, and it's not interesting. And it doesn't give you the sense that they are bonding or getting to know each other. His dad is genuinely pissed that he threw away his toothbrush. So anyway, they're walking down the street. And kind of, it could potentially be cute because they're going to go play basketball. They have a basketball with them. They're dressed as if they're going to play basketball. And he's like, hey, I'll race you to the corner. And he's like, okay. He's like, no, 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 not now. Okay, now. And I'm like, that could actually be adorable. And then for one second when this movie almost got me and I was like, oh, that thing is actually getting cute. I fucking lost it. And actually I quit. Because then we pan over to Walsh and we start with her shoes yeah and she's wearing high heels now great and she's wearing this like tight very cute i'm gonna i'm I'm not gonna lie she looks adorable but she's wearing like a high-waisted skirt and her shirt is tucked in and she like looks super sexy or whatever and i'm like you know what fuck you saransky you wear some fucking high heels while you're trying to do your detective job okay she's looking out for her comfort while she does work (sighs) you've been sitting in a car all day eat glass that would be more interesting than what is happening. <laughs> I would rather watch a man wearing a khaki jacket with too many pockets chew on some glass. <laughs> Only if he's wearing high heels. <laughs> <laughs> so Walsh in her heels is pacing in front of a magazine stand, pretending to read Sports Illustrated and watching them play basketball. Yep. Ray's like, I'm super good at basketball. I used to play in the blue, blue, blue. And, oh, I yeah. used to move. and Timmy's like, oh my God, I didn't know that about you. And I'm like, and Ray says, oh, there's a lot of things you don't know. And it's like, yeah, because you haven't been around. You guys have spent so much time together for the past four days, though. Like, have a conversation. Mm, they would did. It's about his toothbrush. Uh, so, uh, and then some babes jog by. Yeah. And uh, they're way too young. Oh, yeah. For Ray and way too old for Timmy. Yeah. They're like late teens, early 20s, I would say. And Ray These says, babes. oh, whoa, hey, ladies, whoa. some two, little two-on-two action? You want to play some basketball? It's a great calorie burner. Yeah, this kid used to weigh 200 pounds, not even joking. No, no, okay, all right, have a great day. And he's like, wow, Timmy, didn't even back me up on that banter. A little help from you. We could have had those babes over here playing basketball. And I'm like, you genuinely want to hit on ladies with your son? That's, that's what's happening right now? 
But Timmy's like, well, what should I have said? And Ray's like, oh, you don't even know how to talk to girls? I can't believe you're my kid. He's and I'm 11! Like, he's 11. He's 11. <laughs> he's a child. 11 years old. But he's like, well, okay. Teach me, Dad. And so Ray puts the basketball in his overshirt like one enormous boob. <laughs> <laughs> one enormous boob. <laughs> But okay. And says, give me your best line. So here's Ray's advice. Yeah. Because Tim says, oh, I like your basketball. Where'd you get it? Everybody uh, taking taking notes here? Take notes. You ready? This is how you pick up a lady. He says, disarm them with a compliment and then follow with a question. Now you got the lady's attention. So here you go. I notice you got Michael Jordan's autographed ball. Oh yeah, Michael's my favorite player. Hey, no kidding? Me too. Say, how about you and I go out for a cup of coffee or something? So, I thought you'd never ask. See, it's that easy. Is it? No! No! Oh, you and I have this thing in common. Would you like to go for coffee? I know I just accosted you on the street. If you've ever listened to our podcast, you know, don't speak to me. Oh, fucking don't. Don't. (laughs) Just don't. Okay? Do not. Oh, I see you have tattoos. Fuck off! (sighs) Walsh, on the other hand, (laughs) thinks that this is adorable. Why? Why? She can't hear. She can't hear it. She's, She's far too away. far away. She's on the other side of a multi-lane, very busy street in downtown San Francisco. And she's like, this is so cute. They're bonding over hitting on babes together. <sighs> oh, my God. Um. So then we cut <laughs> to Bobby and Carl, who are following Timmy's bullshit map. Yeah, they started a shoe store because there's a shoe drawn on the map and then they see a shoe. They reckon that's Sign. That's where they got to start. So and they... Carl's like, well, what if this isn't the shoe store? And Bobby's like, it's the closest one to Ray's apartment. So they Great. start there. Uh-huh. The map tells them to take 75 giant steps west. Uh-huh. But Bobby reckons they got to be little kid giant steps. Yeah. So then he sees a lady with her kid and he goes, oh, hey, perfect. Hey, lady, can we borrow your kid for a second? And she says... Thor, kill to yeah. their dog, which is like, and it's great. But then Carl goes, whoa, pit bull. <laughs> which I, I kind of wish that they had kept this thing up with him where he did it to everything. He's only done it <laughs> twice. He went, wow, fish. Wow, pit bull. He does yeah. it one more time. I wish he had done it for everything. Yeah. It maybe would have made it funnier. Yeah. But I'm they did tired. I'm so tired. So anyway, they figure, okay, if we take 75 giant steps, but it's a little kid, then we got to take about the half the size, which is a normal fucking step. Just take 75 steps. Anyway, they figure it out. 37 and a half giant Carl steps. That'll get them there. Detective Saransky is watching them do this. So then we cut back to Ray. Is making a phone call. Yeah, I don't understand the point of this phone call. He calls Dobbs. He says, hey, don't worry. I got the goods. We're all set for Sunday. Which I'm like, did any point... Did he call him and say, he, hey, I don't got the goods? Right, because he already talked to Dobbs. They got the coins. Yeah. And then he called Dobbs to be like, we got the coins. Come meet us with the money. And Dobbs was like, I don't have the money yet. So he was like, okay, well, that's fine. We'll Just meet us when Sunday. you can. Now he's calling Dobbs to be like, hey, I got the goods. I'll see you Sunday. I'm like, yeah, that was already the fucking plan. Yeah, this was an unnecessary phone call. Its only point in the, pl- in the plot is to get Timmy alone because he is bouncing the basketball near the curb and it rolls into traffic and he goes to chase after it. Like, he's never been near traffic before, and he's four years old. Yeah. Walsh is watching, because of course she is, and it scares her. Yep. So she catches his basketball, and she runs into the street without looking. Uh Uh-huh. And then proceeds to breathily yell at Timmy for not looking both ways before he crosses the street while she's standing in the street. 
they're in the median this whole following conversation takes place in the median of this road so ray comes up and is like hey what's going on and she's like oh he ran into the road and ray says he has a habit of running off like that you don't know Uh, that timmy says nice scarf where'd you get it do you want to come get coffee with us because get it his dad just taught him how to talk to women he just learned and you know what it works but only because she wants to be close to them because she's investigating this man you know what okay i will say yes thank fucking god walsh is interested in ray and not timmy (laughs) at least this isn't blank check this is the one thing oh my god this movie has going for it oh my god that's true that's true that's fair all right cool great we got that so now um, they're at coffee. Yep. She's got her sunglasses on. Yep. Oh, wait. She takes them off. Yeah, she takes her scarf off. She tells them that she teaches kindergarten because children are special. Children are so special. Timmy has two straws <laughs> up his, either nostril. His nose. And he says, my dad bakes cakes. He learned how in college. Yeah. And she's like, oh, where'd you go to college? He says, Folsom University. It's a state institution. She's like, oh, you, you are in jail. She already knew that, by the way. She's a fucking detective. But he's like, yeah, no, no, it's fine. Listen, Teresa. Oh. I'm just like, her name is Teresa. Why? He's like, Teresa. You know, <laughs> it's just how life goes sometimes. You know, you, you fuck up, you end up in jail, Teresa. But then you take a cake decorating class and then it's all good. Because then you learn how to decorate cakes and you don't do crimes anymore. It's fine. That's just how life goes. Teresa. Teehee. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, ah, oh. <laughs> oh, I cannot. <laughs> so Timmy says, hey, we're going to the museum later. Do you want to go? She's and like, Walsh is like, oh, I, I have to go. And get I can't my go teeth. because my teeth have been hurting and I have a dentist appointment. But actually, you know what? They've been feeling better. So I could really just call my dentist and reschedule. So yeah, I, actually, yeah, I would really love to go. And I'm like, what was the point of any of that? Well, because she has to get up <laughs> so that she can call Detective Serrated Knife. <laughs> and he's like, no, you can't go. And she's like, I can and I will. I don't remember asking you, actually. You know, you know what? Actually, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to go. I'm like, okay, why did you call him then? Well, it'd be funny if they overheard this conversation and they'd think that she's talking to her dentist and she's like, no, I'm gonna go. I can go. I can go if I want to. I can do this. I'm an, I'm an adult woman and I know what I'm doing and I'm a good cop. <laughs> okay. So now Carl and Bobby are taking baby steps through the city. Yeah, that's the next step. On the fucking... They're counting. Right. Bobby is having Carl, the idiot, count. And is coaching him on making his steps smaller. Rather than doing it himself. He's having Carl count them. So they're going up this hill. 175. 176. 177. And then a man selling jackets on the street starts yelling out the prices. 50.95. And he's like, 50.95. 50.96. Ah, shit. Bobby loses his shit. Decks the man in the face. <laughs> this is the only funny thing that happens in the movie. Because he's like surprised by himself punching yeah. him and he's like oh and he run like they run in opposite directions while yeah. this man's just laying on the ground yeah which okay i read that the scene was not scripted <laughs> that why bobby looks so surprised yeah and that saul rubinek just decked this man <gasps> wait he wasn't an actor no <laughs> so 
Yeah, apparently the scene was not scripted. The guy, like, messed up their shot. And so Saul just decked him and then was like, oh, shit, I just punched that man. And he and the other actor guy just took off running because they were like, oh, fuck. And the director was like, that's hilarious. And I'm leaving it in. But I'm like, did he not get charged with assault or something? Because the guy that got punched would have to sign a consent form to be in the movie, too. I mean, maybe they went up to him later. They have the whole thing on fil- like on camera. So maybe they went up to him later. They're like, hey, do you want to be in this movie? And they paid him instead. I have no idea. But oh, my God. I'm like, th- how is that true? Because the whole point is that, like, unless they dub it in later, it doesn't make any sense. The actor himself is not so stupid that his counting would be thrown off, right? Oh, I don't know. That's the whole point of the scene is that they're counting, and then the counting gets thrown off, and they have to start over, and that's why yeah, he punches why him. Why filming the scene if that wasn't the point of it? Right. So I, I doubt the validity of it. The okay. idea of Saul Rubinek just losing his shit and punching this vendor is hilarious because of yeah. the way they run off later. I'm just gonna... I need something. Yeah. And I'm gonna hold on to that being okay. true. Okay. That's fair. I'm not gonna take that away from you. I just... <laughs> now we're at the museum. Oh, again? Is it the same museum or is it a different museum? I don't give a shit. <laughs> so Ray doesn't know anything about fish, but he knows a lot about art. Yeah. He's actually teaching to me some things about art. Great. Which is cool. He's like, look at this painting. It's got the brush strokes, you know, because he went, blah, blah, blah. he knows like the motivation. He's teaching his kids some shit. I like it. But then they immediately ruin it mm. by having him tell Walsh like, oh, you know, I one of my cellies and Folsom was an art forger and he taught me a lot about painting. And I'm like, why can the man not just have hobbies? Why can he not just be interested in art? No, he, he is a criminal and that is all that he is. That's it. He's just a criminal. He only decorates cakes and has a passion for cakes because he learned it while he was in prison. And he only knows anything about art because his cellmate taught him all these things while they were forced to be in a room together. And it's like, he doesn't have a single fucking interest or hobby just because he's a person. No, he doesn't. It's so and then boring. Out comes a fist, and it is made of pure ham. <laughs> it punches through the screen, and it says, Sometimes at first glance, things are not what they seem, Ray says to Detective Walsh. Huh? I guess that goes for people, too. Oh, does it? Yeah, like you take cops. You know, they think they have the special ability to look at you and know who you are. You know, once a con, always a con. That's one thing I don't like about cops. They assume too much. Yeah, he's just like, man, I just hate cops. I can't stand them. They're just the worst kind of people, cops. I would never date one or even be friends with one. I can tell, too, you know? I just know someone is a cop the moment I lay eyes on them. It's the shoes. (laughs) They always wear ugly shoes. Makes my blood boil. Seeing a cop. I would fight a cop right now if there was one here. Anyway, on to the gift shop. Yeah. Oh, 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 God, you sure do hate cops. Thank God I'm a kindergarten teacher or first grade. Which one was it that I said at the diner that I taught? Kindergarten, right? That's me. I'm a kindergarten cop. No, I'm a regular kindergarten teacher. Never. (laughs) (laughs) So there they are at the gift shop. Ah! Yep. Timmy Uh sniffs Walsh and says, you smell like my mom. Weird. Walsh is like, oh, yeah, where's your mom? And Timmy's like, she's dead. <laughs> I live with my aunt. And I love her, but her husband sucks. So I'm going to move here with my dad permanently. I do feel like I have to clarify that he's like, oh, you wear the same perfume that my mom used to wear. And not like, you smell like a dead person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do I? I'm not wearing any perfume. 
sound like my mom. Where is she? She's dead. <laughs> oh, thank you so it's much. It's been a long day and these clothes are new. <laughs> uh. Oh my god. Um, so anyway, uh-huh. for some reason, Timmy telling Walsh that she smells like his dead mom <laughs> and that he's going to move in with his dad because he needs him makes Walsh just fall in love with Ray. Yep. A man oh. she's just met. He's such a good dad, though. Who she's trying to have arrested for a crime that he definitely committed. Yeah, this is not, like, like a hilarious misunderstanding where she, like, thinks that he's committed the crime, but then it turns out that he didn't. He 100% committed this crime. Yes. He did it. We saw him do it. Yep. We watched him and 45 hours ago when we started this she's movie. like, 95% sure, too, because she put in all the work. Yeah. She did really good detective work. Anyway, she's just like, oh, look at him telling his kid about a bunch of dots. Oh. So handsome. He's so good with his... This painting, if you're really close to it, it looks like dots, but when you pull back, it's a painting. Oh my god, it's so interesting. So then Carl and Bobby have not found the coins. No, Bobby says, we followed all the steps, and Carl says, maybe you missed something, but Bobby sees an X oh. and graffiti and he runs towards it and there's a dumpster there. Oh my god, the coins must be in this dumpster and because Bobby X marks the spot. goes to hop in a dumpster. Yeah. Because it's a dumpster and that's funny. Yeah. It's funny when people jump in dumpsters. Uh-huh. But Carl's like, Bobby, I don't think that he would put them in there. That would be stupid. Yeah. The trash truck might come pick them up at any point. Yeah, and Bobby's like, well, maybe the kid ain't so smart after all. Why would you underestimate him in this moment? You think that he would go through all of this elaborate plan to make a whole map, and then he would just throw them in a dumpster where they could get picked up in an email. So they argue about who's going to get in the dumpster, and Carl uh says the suit is too expensive. Yeah. Which, like, okay, he says, this is $600, whatever, whatever suit. And he's been, we've seen him wear, like, five or six different suits since this beginning, because that's his thing, is he wears, like, these really nice suits. Yeah. Are all of his suits worth $600? And if so, what is his job? Does he just do crimes? And if so, why is he so desperately like trying to get this money when he has so much money to buy all these suits? I just don't understand his motivation. I don't understand his character. What does he do all the time? Why is he involved in this heist? So Bobby it's gets fine. in the dumpster. Mm-hmm. Carl walks off to get a hot dog. Yeah. Well, he hasn't eaten in 10 minutes. The dump truck comes and picks Bobby up. Oh. Dumping him in the truck. Yeah. Where he's immediately crushed to death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carl gets mustard on his tie again because uh. he just squeezes the hot dog onto himself. He's so bad at eating food. It's really funny. It's so funny. <laughs> so then we're at a department store where Ray and Walsh are talking about how Timmy wants to come live with Ray. And this is surprising to Ray. And they're there because Timmy wants to buy Walsh something. And it turns out it's the perfume that she wears. And then he's like, Dad, she wears the same one that Mom used to wear. And he's like, yeah, I noticed. (laughs) Stop. I have to get through this. So Timmy says, well, you can wear it when we go out to dinner tonight, which is so fucking forward. And also let her go home. You just met her. I know. He gets one minor lesson in yeah. speaking to women and yeah. now he's just like well I'm gonna see how far I can go with this one and unfortunately because she's a detective and is investigating his father it is cementing in his brain that this works yeah because she's agreeing to go with it oh my god absolutely I am free tonight I love Italian food that'll be so great I love it. I get it to you. so they're going yeah and then like 
this like bizarre thing where Timmy's like, hey, dad, look at this lacy bra. Does it look familiar? Because earlier in the movie, he found one in his dad's car. And then he's like, he collects them. And his dad's like, shut the fuck up. Which I'm like, aren't you trying to get your dad hooked up with this lady? Why are you trying to imply that he has just like naked ladies in his car all the time? That's a terrible idea. And then they walk by a mannequin (laughs) on which is hanging a navy blue Nike duffel bag. It's clearly not brand new. It's very old. It's hanging off of this mannequin, which is wearing very nice clothing because they're in a Neiman Marcus. Yeah. Timmy says, dad, look. That bag looks just like that. And Ray's like, yeah, 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 the one I keep my gym stuff in. Ha, kids remember the stupidest things. Which I'm like, aren't you trying to imply that you're a good father and now you're just telling this woman that you think that your child is stupid? I know that you were trying to cut him off before he said, that looks like the bag that all the fucking coins were in. Which, guess what? It's the bag that all the fucking coins are in. And I'm like, okay. Hey, lady, I bought you this perfume. My dad collects a lot of lacy bras and he thinks I'm stupid for pointing out a bag. Do you want to go to dinner tight? Yes, I would like that. Also, there is no way that they would just leave this Nike duffel bag, this old used Nike duffel bag, hanging off of this Neiman Marcus mannequin because it does not fit in the department. They probably don't even sell Nike shit in this store. And if they do, it's not in this section of the store. And it's used. It's just hanging there in front of everyone. And some fucking employee would be like, who put their goddamn duffel bag on this mannequin? That's not funny. And they would take it. Or they would call the police and be like, there's an abandoned bag. Full of coins! Because you know they're going to fucking look in it. I would look in it. But in the 90s, there were bomb threats like every five minutes. Sure. But it's been there for days. (sighs) Yeah. Days. Which, is that Neiman Marcus open all the time? Or did he move it? Because he stole the coins late at night. And now it's hanging off his mannequin. When did he have time to put it there? He's been with his dad the entire fucking time. Okay. All right. Okay. So, where are we? Uh, Carl and Bobby... Uh-huh. Are retracing their steps. Uh-huh. They've ended up in what appears to be an entirely different location. Oh, oh yeah, they're in a park now. Yeah, Carl suggests that maybe Tim made the map just to get rid of them. Uh-huh. And Bobby's See, like, no, he's not that vicious. This is what I'm talking about. Like, that's very smart. Like, it makes sense. Yeah, it's clever. Absolutely. He planted the seed of a treasure map and then he made a fake treasure map and hid it in the apartment. Well, and the fact that Carl is the one who comes up with it and is like, oh, maybe he did this to throw us off. It's oh, like, yeah. is he an idiot or is Carl, he not? Yeah. Yeah. But. Bobby just sees a cross on a steeple. Yeah, like on a whole church. What if it's not an X? What if it's a cross? (gasps) No way. (sighs) Just a cross on a church in any place. Well, no, the map led them there to that park. and then they they were retracing their steps. Yeah, so then they see the cross from where they, their vantage point in the middle of this park. And then we, let's go in there. Get the predictable hallelujah chorus. Mm -hmm. They go into the church. Uh Uh-huh. They look around. Yeah. Bobby tries to steal from the donation box, like, from the behind it? Yeah, so he, like, has to... He lifts up the lid, has to reach over the lid, doing this... While he's doing this, Carl accidentally slams his hand down on a piano and Uh pushes a bunch of keys, scares Bobby, throws his his arm up in the air. Sleeve catches on fire. Instantly, his leather jacket catches on fire. He starts screaming, puts his elbow out in some holy water, whatever. While all that's happening, a nun comes out because of all the commotion that is happening. Sees them, retreats back to the back, gets on the phone, calls the police. Then she comes back out because they see a box under the, I don't know. The altar, altar, I think. Yeah, there's like a box with like another cross on it. So they're like, oh, Weird. it's definitely in there. For 100%. Cannot be anywhere else in this entire church. Because so X marks the spot. Yeah, take the box as right. the nun comes back out and is yelling at them. And Whoa, nun! That's the third and only time, final I... time that he does it. Could have been good. 
Yeah, he didn't do it enough because I didn't even notice that this was a trend. Yeah. Of him doing that. He does it three times. Anyway, she's like, stop. This is a house of God. Right. I'm Bobby an says. Old lady. I'm an old centaur. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, Cat Radish, and no one else. Yes. He says, what has he done for me lately? And he takes off running with this box that definitely feels like it's full of coins and nothing else. Like you picked it up. Yep. You get, you hefted it. And then get outside to see some cops with all their guns pulled. Uh-huh. Because that's how cops work. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a church. Like, two men came into a church. They would have sent one police car, not 12, with all their guns drawn. Right. They fall down the stairs, smash the box. Yep. Revealing it's just a bunch of church wine. Yeah. Great. Teresa Walsh, excuse me, Teresa Walsh is getting ready for her date. She looks cute as fuck. Yeah. This dress is adorable. Puts on the perfume that they got her. She probably already had it because she was already wearing it. Yep. That's fine. This is a new one. But she also puts her gun in her badge in her purse. Oh. And makes a very intentional face. She's just like, mmm. It's hard to, so she, whatever. I'm not even, it's not even worth describing. Moving on. Now they're at dinner and Ray is explaining how to eat bread. You take the bread, you dip it in the olive oil, then then you eat it. And then you take your wine, or in your case to me, your Pepsi. As a palate cleanser. Which I'm like, wine is not a palate cleanser. You need a palate cleanser in between the wines, you stupid fuck. You don't know anything. No, and he has this thing where he's just explaining things all the time and he doesn't actually know what he's talking about. And for some reason, this is charming to Walsh. I'm like, this is annoying. It's so annoying. It's not a fun personality trait. I hate it. He's trying to teach his son, which is like, it's too late, man. It's too late for you. Also, he's wearing a jean shirt and a leather jacket in this very nice restaurant. Also, he's gonna be paying for all this, too. Doesn't he need to steal to have money? Anyway, they're having a good time. Yeah, they're having too good of a time because a waiter comes over and is like, sir, I need you to keep it down. And he's like, oh, yeah, sorry. But then immediately after, a bunch of waiters come over with a full fucking cake and are singing happy birthday and are singing happy birthday restaurants like this a don't do that b he just told him to calm down yeah see they gave him a whole cake yeah yeah it's possible although i don't know when again because they were together the entire time although ray does work at a bakery so it's quite possible that he bought the cake and brought it and was like bring it out at some point because it does say happy birthday timmy on it and it has the fucking candles and like no restaurant is going to do that unless they sell cakes in the restaurant so maybe he brought it before. It's from the bakery. Whatever, whatever, whatever. But they're not going to bring it out and sing happy birthday to him unless he dropped a bunch of money. And he surely did not because he doesn't even own like a nice shirt. He says, it's for all the birthdays I missed, Tim. Oh, I don't care. How cute. So afterwards, Tim's running around the park with some sparklers. I don't know. No, I don't and know. Walsh and Ray are talking about careers. Uh-huh. Right, basically says, like, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I became a thief. That's what normal people do. You know, I didn't have a career path, so I just turned to crime. Mm. Like, just get a job, man. Yeah. Like the rest of us. Yeah. Anyway, and then Mm. he starts talking about his ex-wife on this, their first real date. Maybe you could argue, like, first and a half, because they went to the museum earlier that day. Yep. And he explains, (sighs) Timmy's mom told me that if you can't stay out of jail for timmy then you don't love him and you should just disappear and be dead so he did yeah so that explains the him not sending him a birthday card yep is timmy's mom told him not to yep cool Teresa says well i guess you just have to decide what you want and what's most important and he says yeah and then they fuck i mean kiss <laughs> and then they kiss 
And yeah, they smooch, and she's like, oh, God. And he's like, was that wrong? And she's like, nope. No, that was great, but uh, I'm a cop. I mean, I gotta go. I gotta get up early in the morning. I'm for gonna turn into a pumpkin. School. I have class in the summer school for the kindergartners. I gotta go. Bye. And he's just like, okay, well, I hope that I see you again. And she's like, ha ha, bye. And then Saransky shows up and is clearly jealous. Yep. Just peanut butter and jealous, this man. God. Because he's just like, oh, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I cracked myself up. <laughs> oh my god. Are we gonna make it? <laughs> we're, What's, we're so close. Day is it? So he's like, I don't remember them teaching you to smooch the suspect in police academy and she's like i was doing my job saransky and that just happened i don't know whatever but like you know i'm just trying to get close to him and get more information and i'm like yeah did 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 you sleep through undercover assignments at police academy like again she's the only one out here doing any work maybe it's a little unconventional saransky went to any class about anything but she's getting information and if he did, all he noticed was the teacher's shoes. <laughs> Probably. So Carl is smoking in jail. Yeah, that's what he does. Because they got arrested for the church thing. I really wish I had done like a cigarette count for mm, this yeah. movie. Because yeah. there's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Bobby is pacing. Yeah, he does that. Surprise. He thinks Ray and Timmy set them up. Uh-huh. But he's like, it's fine. We'll get out of here soon. Yeah, they can't hold us that long. We just stole some church wine and like five bucks. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah, he's right. So, back to the police station where Walsh is talking to the lieutenant and he's like, hey, before you say anything, I just want to say I don't remember anybody giving you permission to start going steady with the suspect, which I'm like, they went on one date. Yeah, one fake date. And she's like, I, sorry, but like, I got some information. Yeah. But she says, which is not true, but of course, Timmy is planting things in her brain. Yeah. The son thinks that the father knows something, but he won't tell the son because he might get in trouble. And the lieutenant says, I'm sorry I asked. What? Fuck you. Fuck you. Walsh says, okay, but the two that got arrested at the church, one of them is a man that I think is connected to this crime because they've committed similar crimes in the past together. And there were supposed to be cops following them, but who knows what the fuck they were doing anyway. And Oh, he was, Saransky was outside. Of the church. Yeah. And watched them get arrested. Yeah. By the fucking beat cops. Yeah. So he just did nothing. No. And he just watched it happen. Yeah, she's like, remember how I had two suspects? We have one of them in custody right now because he stole some shit. Yeah. And he had a treasure map on his person. And he's been hanging out with Timmy and Ray this entire time. So I have a feeling that maybe he fucking knows something. And also maybe Timmy knows where the coins are. Because he, the treasure map was clearly drawn by a child. And then... The fucking vitamin captain is like, well, then he, the kid's an accessory, so bring him in too. What? Don't he, don't let him out of our sight. We got to tail him as well. Also, eleven. Yeah. Uh, Ray is staring fondly at his brand new toothbrush. Cool. Uh, Look at that, my boy. So concerned about me and my health. Cares about me. He must love me. And then he goes into the living room where Timmy is watching the footage from the last couple of days, like when they were at the theme park and when they were, you know, doing mini golf and when they were ice skating and Timmy's like laughing and he thinks it's so much fun. And Ray's like, man, <laughs> that is a good time. Didn't we have a good time, Tim? Maybe I do love this kid. Maybe he's not so shitty after all. Maybe we could get along. So the phone rings and it's Ray's boss. Uh-huh. Another decorator has called in sick. Uh-huh. 
Ray's like, he's not sick, he's hungover, but I'll come in. Yeah. So, you know, Ray's like, Timmy, I gotta go to work for a few hours, will you be okay? Yes. While he's on the phone, Timmy was watching the footage and noticed that Walsh is in the background of a lot of scenes. He really only notices her in the background of the ice skating scene, which I do wish that they had shown her in the background of more than one, because it could just be a coincidence that she was ice skating at the same time. Yeah. Like, it genuinely could be. But the fact that he sees her, if he had seen her in, like, multiple places, he'd have been like, oh, shit, she's been following us. Right. Anyway, his dad leaves. He's like, yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm just going to hang out here. You have fun, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll catch you later, dad. And he's like, yeah, I'll be back at one. So then when he leaves, Timmy looks out the window and sees that there are cops outside waiting. Yep. And one of them follows his dad one of them sticks behind and so this is when he realizes that they're being tailed by cops Uh uh-huh and also that walsh is a cop yes and so he leaves the apartment yeah so a cop is tailing him he hops on a trolley basically outsmarts him hops on a trolley haha i lost him but then that cop hops on a different trolley and follows him and then they're at the same spot and it's like oh shit i didn't lose him so then he goes down into the subway so he gets on the train he sits down across from this kid who he starts making eyes at. And I was like, who the fuck is this kid? He looks so familiar. And it's Val from Brink, the oh. leader of Team X-Blades. Oh. And I was like, I love him so much. He's just and younger. I wish I were yeah. watching Brink right now. Cute. And not this bullshit. Yeah. It's funny. They're making eyes at each other. And I'm like, hey, Tim, ask him if he wants to go out for a cup of coffee. Compliment his shirt. Ask him where he got it. And then see yeah. if he wants to go for coffee because he's adorable. But anyway. The way they smile at each other is like that though yeah i'm like Ooh. it's cute it is cute though yeah you should have asked him out should have gone that way with the movie instead uh-huh but anyway so he sits down the cop follows him onto the train he can see him from his vantage point the doors are closing they're taking off he raises and oh, we're heading this way we're heading west whatever whatever so he knows they're gonna be okay for a while the cop is immediately distracted by a girl in a skirt surprise <laughs> what do you know about that after a while he looks back up oh you know they get to the next stop but he looks yeah. up timmy's still sitting there in his san francisco giants hat and jacket in the same spot where he was his hair is brown now but that's not at all no, concerning to him clothes. as the door's closing he hears a knocking he looks up timmy no longer wearing his san francisco giants gear wow standing outside of the train yep and now it's that other kid who was for some reason willing to switch places with him i don't know yeah i guess he was just like hey do you like giants do you like you live in san francisco you might like the giants you want this jacket you want this hat all you gotta do sit right here in the spot oh, and he God. said okay so anyway tim gave him the slip wow he's so clever yep at the bakery we see ray telling his boss that his kid might be moving there his boss is like hey how, how'd your family emergency go is everything okay and ray's like yeah my kid came into town out of nowhere and i just wanted to spend some time with him and his boss is like that's great i'm so glad that you got to spend time with him and wow he's gonna be moving here that's so good oh my god this cake that you decorated looks amazing You're i am so good at your job i'm so proud of you i don't understand his boss is so cool his boss is great he has a great job his apartment is sufficient his kid wants to come live with him like why yeah his boss is like nice and understanding and supportive fine. and is like i'm so proud of you you know oh your kid wants to hang out with you because he's got to know ray's past you yeah. know so he's like he gave him time off and a moment's notice you know and then i'm sure when he called him was like hey the other cake decorator called out i know that you have a thing going on but could you possibly and he you know also like ray is like works really hard 
Yeah. You know, he's willing to come in even though he asked for vacation time for a family emergency. Also, he has a bunch of vacation days saved up. So you get the impression that he's good at what he does and he doesn't take time off because he works really hard and he's not a fucking slacker. So like, just stay and do your job. I think they're, I mean, I think the implication is they're trying to set up like, oh, he's really a good guy underneath, but he just had to do crime. No. No. This is called bad writing. He does not have to do these crimes. No. He could just work. Yeah. Yeah. It's just bad character development. There's no consistency. It doesn't make any sense. There's no reason for, um, let me check any of it. (laughs) You know, yeah, if his boss were like super shitty or his job were shitty and he was like, you know, he makes me work the worst hours and he doesn't pay me anything. But if I had $250,000, I could buy the bakery myself and be my own boss. If you wanted to make it more sympathetic, you could be like, my boss is going to lose the bakery and I can save it. If I had more money, then you could have a reason to cheer for him. Yeah. You know, like yeah. anything yep. at all. Yep. But I don't care. I don't care if he gets away because if he does not get away with this crime and he doesn't get this money, he'll be fine. I don't care. He'll be, he'll be fine. fine. He'll go to jail. He won't see his kid. He already hasn't been seeing his kid. Who gives a shit? There are no stakes. If he does, if he gets caught for stealing the coins then he goes to jail which i don't give a shit timmy will just go back to his you know life whatever if he doesn't get caught doing it but he doesn't get the money he has a good job that he likes don't care so we're back at the police station yeah the lieutenant's all mad how did you lose a kid walsh looks horrified yeah like something terrible is about to happen yeah, because he's like, oh, we got to find him. We got to tail him. Go back to the apartment and nab him the second that he shows his face. They're not going to fucking kill him. They have questions for him. He's an 11-year-old who probably uh. has answers about a crime that they're investigating. But she looks horrified. But anyway, she says, if I could just get him away from Ray. Oh, it's Ray now? Um, uh, excuse, excuse me. I'm sorry. The suspect. Yeah, his name is Ray. Like, he's still a man with a name. It's not like she was like, Snookums or anything. You know, right. she just called him his first name. But she says, I think if I could get him alone, he would talk to me. And the lieutenant says, okay, then go do that. Right. So Timmy is going to Neiman Marcus. Yeah, we just see him outside of the Neiman Marcus for a second. Great. Okay. Then we see Ray at work. There are so many people there. Yeah. Which leads... I, I, I know. I know. I know. We've been talking about this for way too long. But I have questions. When we first saw him at work making that cake that Carl kept poking, yeah. I was like, okay, it's just him in the back of this bakery. Yeah. It's a very small, like, rinky-dink operation. Yeah. And that's why he's like, well, I want to expand it. I want to make it bigger. When we see him now, there are, like, so many people working there in the background. Yeah, it's a busy restaurant. So I'm like, why were Bobby and Carl allowed in the back of the bakery with their cigarettes and their ungloved hands and their fucking civilian clothing and their no hairnets near these cakes when there are 15 other people working at the same time? Every part of me that's, like, ever worked in food is like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing, Mr. Wankmuller? Yeah, come on, man. Anyway, um, so the phone rings, and Ray just answers it. He doesn't say, Wankmuller's Bakery. He just says, hello. And then he goes, oh, Dobbs. And I'm like, why does Dobbs have your fucking work phone number? And why is he calling you at work? And why did you answer the phone? And why is he just like, oh, is Ray there? Uh, Dobbs wants to move the meetup a day early and have it that night. And huh? Ray says, no problem. See you then. Yep. I'll see you then with the merchandise. So Timmy has gotten the coins and put them in a locker at a train station like he should have done all along. Uh-huh. Carl and Bobby have been released from jail. Carl does not feel well and looks mad sweaty. Bobby says it's payback time. <coughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. You guys fucking snake is dying. <laughs> no, the curse. The curse. <laughs> 
<laughs> the curse got him. Oh, God. I have to do this podcast alone. Oh, no. <sighs> oh, are you okay? Getting me to those buckets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my plan is working. <laughs> Holy shit. So... Ray is back home. He's like, Tim, I need those coins. Right the fuck now. And Timmy's like, but what if the police find out that you have them? Then you'd get caught. And Ray's like, listen, I just need them. I need the money. I Don't bother me anymore with it. And Timmy's like, okay, <laughs> don't fine. Don't bother me. <laughs> I put the coins in a bus station locker. And here's the key. I hid it in your fucking plant. I've been watering it. I figured it was the last place you would look. He says super smug, even though they haven't been there the entire time. Even though you really don't need to water a plant more than once a week, my dude. Well, that one kill it now. That one was dying, so it needed more water because it was dying because it it was being neglected. But anyway, he's just like, you wouldn't lay and look in the plant. No, because he's looking for a bag full of coins. Yeah, not not a a fucking key. key. So Timmy's like, fine, I guess I'll better pack and ray's like wait i thought you wanted to live here and timmy's like no you're gonna get arrested yeah i'm gonna have to go back home yeah i'm gonna go get my shit together so i might as well go now um which i'm like he already stole the coins they're already technically in his possession so you might as well just let him get the money for them yeah and then have the money it's not like you're preventing him from committing a crime right he He already committed the crime did it like even if he doesn't sell them, which he would get charged, you know, for whatever selling them, but he yeah, can get charged worse. for stealing them. He already sold them. Yeah. He's already committed the crime. So Ray is mad. He yells a bunch. Yep. Takes his shirt off. Yeah, angrily. Throws his plant out the window. Yep. Bye, plant. And it almost lands on Walsh. Yeah. Because she is there yep. at their apartment. Yep. And she walks up and knocks on the door. Yeah. I don't know how she explains that she knows where they live. Yeah. But he answers the door. Does not look surprised at all. He's just like, oh, because he's like, what? And then, you know, he opens the door. He's like, oh, it's you. Come on in or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, can Timmy go to the movies? With me. Just me and Tim. We've been on one date together. I would like to take your son away from you to the movies. That's too intense. And Ray's like, Ray is not even like, no, that's weird. Ray's like, no, I'm taking him to the bus station. Yeah. We got to go. And she's like, oh, re- really? Well, okay. It was so nice meeting you, Timmy, and I hopefully uh, hopefully we can see each other again real soon. Cool. Bobby and Carl are following along in a cab. Mm-hmm. Walsh calls her boss to say that Timmy's leaving town, mm-hmm. but he might have the coins in his suitcase. Yeah. And he's like, all right, just let him go. We'll grab him at the bus station, basically. Yep. At the next, like, let him get on the bus. Yeah. The next He'll place, be by himself. Yeah, they that he stops, we'll get him. Exactly. At the bus station, uh-huh. Tim and Ray are arguing in the line to buy a ticket. Yeah, Ray's like, oh, you're really going to leave? And he's like, well, it's up to you, Dad. Are you going to go after those coins? Or are you going to leave them there? Because if you leave them there, then I'll stay. And if you... Uh, yeah. So he's Walsh, like, one, one-way ticket to Reading, please. Yeah, Walsh is watching, sadly. Yep. The other cops are there, standing in place. Yep. Ray Saransky and then the two other guys who relieved them who were like chasing so all four of them are there right Ray calls him a pain in the ass yep he's mad Tim says thanks for teaching me things as he's like you know they're in line for him to get on the bus yeah thanks for teaching me how to eat Italian food and pick up girls dad and they just stand there awkwardly and he says it's okay I don't need a hug and he gets on the bus great sad Bobby and Carl uh, see Ray heading towards the lockers so Uh Tim's on the bus, 
Ray's going towards the lockers. Bobby and Carl looking haggard as fuck because they just got out of spending the day in jail. Right. Following him. Yeah. And the cops are like, all right, we can't make a move till he opens the locker for some reason. Yeah. It just, they have to prove that he has the coins in his hand. You know, if they arrest him before that, they have no, they have no definitive proof. It's all whatever, whatever right, conjecture and hearsay. So if he goes and gets them out of the locker, and so they're waiting for him to go get them, he walks into the locker room. He's standing in front of it. He's just like, ah, what do I do? Do I care more about my kid or my money? And then he says, I have to decide what's out more important to himself. Okay, Ray, what's more important? You got to decide. And then he says gonna regret this <laughs> but he's smiling and he's like no no wait and he runs after the bus he's like hey he steps in front of the bus and he yeah. gets crushed to death but that it's would be fine a funnier ending <laughs> it kind of would be <laughs> and he jumps on the bus and the guy says what do you want he says i want my son Yay. and then he says all right listen buddy we're gonna have to make some arrangements because there's no way i'm sleeping on that couch and it's Yay. meant to be like super heartfelt and it's fucking not Yay. But he says, come here, and he goes over and he gives him a hug, and everybody's like, get off the fucking bus, I would like to leave, please. Yeah, we all have places to be. So they we get off the bus, Yep. and mm. they're leaving. And then they stop in front of the locker room again, and he's like, what if I just reached in there and took, like, a couple of the coins, just to pay for expenses, or the fact that I now have an 11-year-old child in my house that I have to take care of. And Ray's like, well, maybe I'll just turn you out as a gigolo. Oh, yeah. Hey, women like shorter men. Yeah, great. Great idea. Fucking great. fantastic. He's 11. It's fine. Great, but as they're walking by the locker room, there's Bobby. Yep. Bobby's got a gun. Yep. And he's like, open the locker, Ray. Give me the coins. Yeah, which I'm like, you have the, you still have the locker key in your hand, Ray. Just, yeah, just hand it to Bobby. Because he, he, he's already decided he's walking away. He's not going to touch any of the coins. He's not going to get the money for him. So he could just hand him the key and go, here you go, buddy. It's all yours. Split it with Carl or do whatever you want. I don't care. I'm out. That's all he has to do. Yep. But he's like, no, Bobby, leave it. No, Bob, no, don't do it, Bobby. And you don't have the guts to pull a gun on me. You're not going to use that thing. And that makes Bobby mad. And he's like, see, you're always underestimating me. You never take me seriously. Pulls this gun out and points it at him, which I'm like, there are four cops watching him right now. And they don't do anything about this. They just kind of stand there and let this happen. No, nope, they don't care. So Ray's like, okay, 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 I'm going. I'm going to open the locker right now. I don't know why Bobby needs Ray to do it, but he does it. So he walks over there. Yep. He opens the locker. Pulls out the bag. Now is when the police show up. They're all arrested. Ray Gleason. Bobby Drace, you're under arrest. Carl, who has been watching from far away, just goes, oh, bummer, and leaves. Yep. And we, I don't think, ever see him again. Nope. Oh, we do. Briefly. But they open the bag. They drag They drag them off, and the yep. cops open the bag. They're walking away. Ray sees Teresa and is like, what the fuck? And she's like, I'm so sorry, Ray. They open the bag. What's inside that bag, Bucket Snake? pennies oh what wait all the pennies what from ray's bedroom how could it be full of pennies it's supposed to be full of rare uncirculated coins that they stole from the bank pennies. <gasps> it's full of pennies it's and i can guarantee you not one of them is worth more than a cent about how much money this movie made <laughs> i wish that were true <laughs> oh my god it's full of pennies so then we're at the police station Walsh is interviewing Timmy. She's like, Timmy, do you know anything about this crime? And Timmy's like, do you have a boyfriend? And she's like, what? He's like, I right, come on. I thought we were friends. You could tell me. And she's like, no. <laughs> Aren't no, you lonely? I don't have a boyfriend. And he's like, yeah, it gets lonely. I thought I was going to be lonely forever after my mom died. But then I came here and I met my dad and he seems pretty cool. And I think, you know, even though I'm sad, it's 
gonna be okay. And I'm sure whoever stole the coins is probably really sorry and would never do it again. She's just like, oh, okay, okay, well, do you think maybe you could, like, guess? Maybe they're in a public place and everybody's just looking at them. Yeah, they're in plain sight. And the person who's holding them doesn't even know that they're holding them. And she's like, oh my god, I know exactly where they are. Which how? fucking how? how? She wasn't even paying attention. How? She wasn't even paying attention. How? Also, a person is not holding them. A mannequin is holding them. How? So that doesn't really help. How? But anyway, she wow. fucking puts all those puzzle pieces together because she's smarter than the average bear. And she goes to the <laughs> Neiman Marcus and she finds the actual duffel bag, which is full of the coins hanging off the mannequin where it's been for the past week. Yeah. No one has touched it. Yep. The police found them from an anonymous tip. Wow. No one will be arrested, says the lieutenant. We have no proof. You did okay, Walsh. Yeah, he says, says you did okay. The lieutenant. Cool. Cool. She solved the whole fucking crime. I mean, I guess she didn't arrest anybody, but they don't seem to care very much about that because so the coins got returned. So great. She opens the bottle of vitamins that he can't get open. <laughs> don't get cocky, Walsh. See, it's a throwback. I won't, sir. To how... He's quirky with the vitamins, right? Yeah, and now she... Well, man, she... Not only did she reject Saransky because she started smooching on the suspect, but now she's taking his bottle opening position. He's gonna be out of a job. (laughs) Pretty soon. So Ray is released, because what, you're gonna arrest a guy for having a bag of pennies? Huh? Nah. So everything's looking okay. Yep. Until they walk out and see Walsh. Yep. And he remembers, oh, that girl that you smooched is a cop. Oh, God, I can't stand cops. But maybe this one's not so bad. She's got nice shoes. (laughs) He says, see, cops assume too much. Yeah. And Tim's like, hey, do you want to come to dinner? Yeah. She says, maybe they assume exactly the right amount and they just can't prove anything. Yeah. He's like, anyway, we'll see you at dinner tonight. And she's like, um, well, Ray says, maybe some other time, Tim. You know, there's an unspoken rule where there's a certain amount of time between when a cop arrests you and then you ask him out. (laughs) She's like, you take care of him. And he's like, okay, I will. And then they leave and then they have some fucking conversation about some bullshit. I don't even know because I stopped paying attention because I'm just so grateful that this movie is over. It's over. It's over. It's over, and we made it. And we didn't fucking die, although Bucket Snake tried their hardest. But we're still here, and we're alive. And I would like to know, is this a replay or a rewind? It's a burn. <laughs> it's a, if it comes up in our bonus episodes, I'm gonna skip it. I'm gonna skip it. I'm not fucking talking. I don't ever... I'm not recasting or rewriting it. I don't ever I'm want to talk about this movie ever fucking not again. doing it in a remix. Ever again. I'm pretending it didn't exist, much like the rest of the world. Yeah. Because, no, it didn't make me cry. No. It was released June 17th, 1994. Yeah, It had a budget of $30 million. It yep. made $35 million. Uh-huh. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 3%. A 3. That's too much, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me read you some reviews. Great. Let's hear them. I bet I agree. So, Dessen Howe of the Washington Post gave the film a negative review. Explaining that after plying the audience with formulaic predictability, getting even doesn't even have the decency to end quickly. (laughs) Minutes away from sending the audience home, it chooses to fall asleep on the job. Same. Roger Ebert gave the film two out of four stars, which is too high. But he says it wants to be a caper, a comedy, a romance, and a showcase for Macaulay Culkin. That's too much of a stretch. Yeah. He talks a lot about it, but his last paragraph 
basically sums it up and says, The screenwriters don't develop any suspense about the secret location of the stolen coins. That's unnecessarily revealed long before it needs to be. But by the end of the film, they have to fudge seriously in order to avoid the implications of the plot. It would seem that if Ray and his cronies stole the coins, then they are guilty of theft. But the cops come up with a bizarre explanation based on who did, or did not, open a bus locker. That's so we can have a bittersweet little ending that the movie hasn't really earned. Yeah. At all. Um, Macaulay Culkin's performance earned him a Razzie Award and a Stinker's Bad Movie Award yeah, nomination, which is fair. But it does. But also, we've talked when we talked about Pagemaster, he got nominated for that one too, and he yeah. did a good job in that one. He did a good job, but also I'm just like he's a child. Like I don't think you should be allowed to nominate children for Razzies. Yeah, I know I agree. he's 13 and he's not like four, but I mean like he's yeah, he's a kid. Yeah, he's you a should kid. have to be like 18. Also, I don't think it's before fair you can get nominated because I don't think it would have mattered what his performance was no. this movie is just bad if he'd have done a great job i the mean maybe is terrible you know maybe the reviews would have been like macaulay culkin's the shining star in this otherwise dog shit pile of a movie but like <laughs> yeah i don't know it's bad yeah um i have i have two things to say about it trivia wise and then we can go then great. i will release you yeah we uh, decided not to do a whole lot of research because we took 25 pages of notes on the plot because we were both so upset. Yep. So we're really saving all of you. Well, there's nothing interesting out there. Yeah. You know, like... The uh, most interesting thing was the the thing we talked about earlier with what's-his-name punching that guy, yeah. which probably isn't even true. It might not be true, but we're choosing to believe that it is. Yeah. yeah, there was one, like, he actually got hit in the face with a baseball bat when he was falling down the stairs, and they were like, haha, his reaction was funny, so they left it in. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. All the trivia is boring. I do, I there could are... believe that because he does have a bruise for the rest of the movie on his face that yeah. looks like a real bruise because yeah. it doesn't, it's not, doesn't look very good. No. It's like awkward. Yeah. He got hit in the face. Yeah. Um, there's like two lines about the production of this movie on Wikipedia. Yeah. One of them being about how Macaulay Culkin didn't want to cut his hair. Yeah. Which or he did. I, I followed. Know. Yeah. So that was the thing. IMDb says he grew it out. Yeah. Wikipedia says he refused to cut it. And so yeah. his dad put it in the contract. Wikipedia has a source, so mm-hmm. I went to go read that article. Does not mention his hair in the whole article, so I don't know what's true. Cool. So, the trivia that I have for you about this movie. Great, let's hear it. Uh, Tom Hanks, Mel Gibson, Harrison Ford, Bill Murray, Kevin Costner, Sylvester Stallone, Michael Keaton, Bruce Willis, Kurt Russell, Tim Allen, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Patrick Swayze, and Robin Williams were all considered for the role of Ray Gleason. Still would have hated it. Woo! Yeah, none of these dudes would have saved this movie because it's terrible. What if it was Christopher Walken, though? <laughs> At least the accent would have made sense. Yeah. Um. So then I went and read the article. This isn't even about the movie. This is, like, directly. It just makes me feel bad. Okay. And I don't like it. Yeah. Because I don't know the whole story about, like, Kit Culkin. But I know he wasn't great. Oh, Macaulay Culkin's dad. Yeah. yeah. And, like, forced them into a bunch of things that they didn't want to do. Yeah. And so this article, which was written in 1994, okay. so right after, a couple days after this movie came out, August yeah. something, um, talks about, it, like, they're sitting in interviewing Ted Danson and Macaulay Culkin together. Yeah. And there's a paragraph where she says, while Culkin's getting even with dad earnings have become common knowledge, he took home $8 million for the movie, the child star doesn't want to talk money. A question about Culkin's salary elicits a stern warning from one of his personal publicists. Stick to the movie, scolds the flack vehemently. Oh. Which I'm like, I, that makes me so uncomfy that yeah. he was just like, I'm not allowed to talk about how much money I made in this movie. Yeah. 
And then it goes on to say, In Hollywood, Culkin's father, Kit, is something of a controversial figure. He reportedly made his son's participation in Home Alone 2 dependent on Max starring in The Good Son, a thriller that many felt didn't suit the youngster's talents. For getting even with dad, Kit Culkin demanded and received $8 million for Macaulay. Mm. So I'm just like, I just hate that. That like, this article that came out in 94, so like way before any information about like how like Kit treats his children and everything. Yeah. Was just like, he's not even allowed to say in this interview, yeah, how much money he made for this movie. Um, So it's just super weird, but. That's like. Anyway. That's the end? It's over. I'm. Uh, yeah that's it i can't talk anymore about this movie we'll talk about macaulay culkin more in a different interesting more interesting and better movie besides this one but i i just can't i gotta go (laughs) i can't i can't stay here you can't keep me here all right if you want to talk to us you can find us on instagram at replay rewind podcast you can find us on tumblr at replay rewind podcast you can find us on twitter at replay rewind pod you can email us at replay rewind podcast at gmail.com i wonder if i mumble these things in my sleep yeah, disarm us with a compliment and then follow up with a question. Oh, fuck. <laughs> if you want to listen to more episodes about better movies, which is all of them, because this is hands down the worst movie that we've ever covered. Yeah. You can listen to it on Stitcher or Spotify or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts. If you have the ability to follow or subscribe or rate or leave a review, that would be amazing. If you don't want to do those things or if you already did those things um just tell a friend that also helps a whole lot helps more people listen to it and then we make more fun shit for you guys and if you want more fun shit head on over to patreon patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast don't spell it like i said it (laughs) we have bonus material where we recast and rewrite movies that we think could have been better we remix some movies by creating sequels or prequels or changing what genre they were mashing them up with another movie that's always fun we do deep dives on some topics and we also cover movies that maybe don't fit into the children's genre but still fit into the timeline we've done things like the mummy lost boys stand by me more cool stuff to come yeah every patron sign up gets a shout out on the show and we'll send you a sticker that you can hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Stick, stick on stuff to make other people listen to our podcast are exactly. you detecting a theme okay all right thanks we're leaving now we have we're to letting go. you go so you stay fresh you motherfucking cheese bags and don't forget to reduce reuse recycle replay rewind and return those coins <laughs> so you can spend time with you're telling me that they got an elevator repairman stop <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so dumb <laughs>
Okay. You're telling me a shrimp fried this rice? <laughs> uh, I'm crying. This movie's so bad. I'm crying. <laughs>